This is Alabama Linda, otherwise known as Candy Crush Linda. And since I only back winners, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Yes. Wait, how many times has he been fired? Shut up. Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. Uh, the show built by audience members and uh, never more evident than in the intro. It's perfect to start the show with uh, audience-made introductions. That is uh, Candy Crush, Linda, Alabama Linda, or uh, what? what's the other name I give her? Oh, Radio Voice Linda, I think, something like that. She used to work in radio. She got a great voice. Uh, hearing her uh, sultry voice introduce me. She sells it very well. And then the music there is provided... By uh, John in Jenison. Thank you to him for sharing his talents. In fact, the whole damn show uh, was made possible in so many ways by all of you. The fact that you built me this studio. Okay? Thank you. The fact that you, on the very first day that I did this show on January, the evening of January 6th, 20... 19? Yeah. 2019? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, you uh, really came out in droves. And and it was that uh, momentum that made me say, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, this isn't just something that I do once in a while. Maybe I try to actually. And I, I right there. I was like, well, maybe I can do this. And maybe if I. And the amount of time that you bought me. You bought me two months worth of time. With the support you provided on the Patreon. It was a big boost in cash to buy me. I already got a couple of months. Now I got to get some sponsors on this. And that's what kind of started. And then it hasn't changed. It's been that way ever since. My God. Uh, uh, big Dick Donnie Veldman was the first one to come out of the woodwork. And then Rick from TC Paintball reemerged. He also supported me when I did, when I was fired from uh, GRD. So... And then uh, Henry Steffes came out of the woodwork. Remember that? And just like that, I was like, well, holy shit. Uh, with very minimal effort, I was able to get three sponsors just like that. All right, let's build upon that. And here we are. Almost two and a half years to the day. So thank you. I, just, I don't know if I say that enough. I thank you so very much. And we have, uh, we have had so many adventures together. Oh, my gosh. If you think back to what has happened in the two and a half years since we started this nonsense, uh, you know, you could uh, just off the top of your head, you could talk and think about the things that happened to you personally, things that happened to me personally, things that happened in the world. My gosh. Listing them all would make us go, oh, my God. And then we'd start crying. And, you know, because we always gravitate towards like the negative, you know, oh, well, so-and-so died and uh, so uh, this happened and that happened. Why do we do that? I don't know. But, uh, again, I don't know. I'll say it enough. Thank you so much. I'd be nothing without you. And I try not to lose sight of that. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Various comments already saying thank you, Eric, for wearing a shirt today. If you missed it, I will uh, talk about why that is uh, why that is coming up in just a little while. Why is everybody saying thanks for wearing a shirt today? 
I'll get to that. Don't worry. But uh, we have uh, tons of stuff to get involved uh, involved with today, and uh, not the least of which is the big one, Cosby. So I'm going to break that down in just a bit. Just hang tight. I don't want to just jump right into that. It's pretty fucked up, if you ask me. This is absolute horseshit on many levels. It is horseshit that Bill Cosby is walking free. It's horseshit how he right away is sticking his finger right into the eye of the victims. It is horseshit how he is positioning it. And in this own weirdo narcissistic way, I believe that he believes everything uh, that he is suggesting. His spokesperson is a fucking animal. And what he is trying to do to uh, uh, position himself into the uh, culture of America today, you know, in the past year, race has been a prominent thing in the country. It's always been a prominent thing, but uh, uh, so much more now, you know, and he is trying to shoehorn his plight into all of that. And not even, and black people aren't even buying it. They're saying, fuck you, Bill, you asshole. Uh, you, you, you raped our women for God's sake. So I'm going to get into all that shit here coming up. There's a big weekend in the Eric Zancho podcast household. A planned trip up north to fear bunker north in, uh, be Diana, Eric, the NFK, Kevin, Diana's brother, my brother-in-law, celebrates his birthday on Saturday. Saturday is his birthday. All the more reason for uh, uh, Zaniacs slash friends visiting the Eric Zancho podcast household for the first ever Eric Zancho podcast Zaniac bash the following Saturday to bring the NFK gifts as an offering to the man as he sits in his throne. And that, you see, I've... You know, if you're like, oh, boy, if we bring him a bunch of gifts, Eric, he's going to know that we that you talk about him. No, 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 no. I'll just say, yeah, Kevy, I mentioned it was your birthday. So uh, that, that's it. You must bring a dish to pass for the Eric Zancho podcast, Zaniac uh, Bash, here at the house next Saturday. You must bring a, uh, a dish to pass, whatever it is you're going to drink, and you must bring the NFK uh, some type of Ham's Beer peace offering uh, in you know to honor him for you know what he has done for this show and what i mean by that is the uh the uh the nature of the nfk dominating this show's landscape and storytelling what he has become he has no idea about the lore uh in this show now i mean he had lore in this show before he moved here with his giant hernia where his nutsack stuck out like he had uh, an, an enormous grapefruit in his pants. He refused to get it repaired. And I go, Kevin, your ball is sticking out through your pants. Do you recall that story I used to tell on the radio? Dummy injured himself and had an inguinal hernia, which means your small intestine goes through a small opening in your lower pelvis, through, through what's known as your inguinal canal, okay? And your small intestine actually occupies the space of your scrotum. 
and it kept getting worse. More and more of his small intestine would occupy space. And so it's growing. Now, it can't kill you. Well, I guess technically it could uh, if something went wrong. But uh, he refused to get it repaired. And so uh, his ball sack was like a pregnant lady's. I am not making this up. And so uh, he refused to go to the doctor. This is why it's such a good thing that my wife's brother lives here now because we don't let him get away with that shit. We get his ass to the doctor. So it's, uh, and I'm not kidding you. Imagine the biggest grapefruit, maybe even a small honeydew melon in your pants. That's what it looked like. And you're like, I mean, this is the type of shit you see on the cover of Weekly World News, man. It was bad. And so uh, there was a time years ago when uh, they moved here. We got them to move here. And um, I, we convinced them. We convinced Kevin. When I say that, I mean Kevin and his brother David who passed uh, one year ago this month. So, Kevin, you got to get that fixed, dude. Your ball, you're, it's, it's horrible. This is bad. This is not good for you finally got him the dock and uh they repaired it so you know it gives you an idea what i'm dealing with here and then you know years later he's living here he reveals to his sister that his ball sack is affected by this i mean what a conversation to have he's sitting there watching family feud and then uh i i don't know how it, it happened uh it's not far from what i'm telling you right now the idea that he would share with his sister that his ball sack is like okay picture uh if you're at one of those hot air balloon festivals and uh and and one of them deflates and goes crashing the gondola goes crashing to the ground how you'd see you know the uh as behind the gondola as it falls the fabric of the balloon deflated that's uh tip that upside down that's what his ball sack looks like he described that in great detail to his sister. So I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Well, anyway, this is birthday Saturday. We will celebrate it up north. Eric, Kevin, Diana, two dogs, not four. So we go up north to hang out with my dad. I got to bring my dad his money. How hilarious was that yesterday on Dear Meathead uh, when we started the Dear Meathead segment? About dad, I'm going to give you the money. Sorry, I sold you. The, I sold the chainsaw. I did not give you the money. I keep forgetting to give it to you. All that thing, and then a a similarly worded scenario on question form to dear meathead. Joanne immediately understands what's happening because she's sharp as hell. Starts cracking up as my dad is like, "Yeah, if someone sells something, you should give them the money." That is a, this, and he had no idea. It's just even if he didn't have dementia, he had no idea that we we're talking about him and me. Even if he didn't have dementia, he would have never have gotten that. That is that is so him. That is what makes him special. My God, was that a highlight moment. So fantastic. All right. Um, okay. Fantastic group of people joining us on the show here. Uh, saying hello to Josh Robert. What's up, buddy? Tim? Joey? All you, Chris? Uh, says that has to be uncomfortable just walking around. Yeah, let me tell you, it was uncomfortable looking at him. He used to keep his hands in his pocket, his pockets, and like pull his pants out to kind of uh, hide his giant ball sticking out of his pants. 
I see uh, Bleeding Heart Brian here with his usual nonsense of hashtag Free Britney. Uh, he is uh, part of that whole brigade of assholes who has no idea what they're talking about and has just glommed onto this story like how she somehow is being uh, held against her will. Well, no, actually, I'm pretty sure it is against her will. Uh, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later on as well. So, okay. But the NFK, we had drama yesterday in the house. And, you know, I talked to you yesterday about this. I am in charge of medical. Medical and various uh, other nuances of his uh, medical and financial. Let's just say that. That's one thing that I am the... He comes to me. I've been kind of delegated that, that job. And so it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing how the simplest thing, if it gets out of my hands, out of my expertise of uh, the Eric Zane show, that this is our, this is the NFK. I am the conservator of NFK. Just like Brittany has a conservator, I am a conservator too, except he wants me to be his conservator. Okay. The idea that uh, he has this medicine, he has to take carbamazepine, and it's for seizures. He has to have it. If he doesn't have it, he has seizures. Uh, and so I talked to you about how he burned through his prescription because he doesn't take the prescription the way he's supposed to, but the doctor doesn't give a shit because the doctor said, well, it ain't broke. I'm not going to fix it. So he burned through the prescription. He needs a new prescription. I get told with five days left with medicine, five days of medicine left. Hey, I'm running out. I'm like, well, wait, what? You, okay. F- I, holy shit. Call the pharmacist. Pharmacist. No, no, we can't fill it. Can't fill it till August. Like, holy shit, we got to get on this. So I right away, I spring into action. I call the doctor. I talk to the I talk to the nurse. I get approval from the doctor. I put in a request for a refill. Okay, they uh, and then they say if you don't hear from us, everything's good. Everything should be fine. Uh, we get a note from the uh, pharmacist. Says, "Yep, come get the medicine." Now here's where it gets wonky. Diana takes them there, and they get the prescription, and then. Okay, she kind of says in passing, um, they gave him enough. This is what she told me. They gave, hold on a second. I should bring her in on this. Because this is a perfect example of how uh, if things get out of my hands, they get screwed up. And I don't know why that is. I didn't beat her up about it yesterday. So this is going to, I'm not going to beat her up now. Don't worry. But this is going to come as a bit of a surprise. By the way, I love having her home in the summer. Because, you know, I can't really get a hold of her during the school year because she's doing her school thing. Hello? Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good. What you doing there? You building a house? No, I just put my coffee cup down. Oh. Uh, are you excited about um, our big trip up north? I am. I am too. Yes. We're going to celebrate Kevin's birthday. He's going to be so happy with that. I know. I don't think he's, he will have had a birthday celebration like this in years. I don't, I don't think he has. You know, I mean, because I know it. with Davey, you know, it might've just become like uh, just another day. Exactly. We're going to have a blowout. Let's, can we buy him a grayling hooker? A what? A grayling Michigan hooker. I don't think that's a good idea. Can you idea. imagine that? 
if we bought him a Grayling, Michigan, like one of those crack whores at the truck stop? That would be bad. Um, <laughs> I was just, are you, are you uh, just with a yes or no answer and not on speaker? Um, are you within earshot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you might want to get out of earshot. I got some. I gotta get my coffee. Sometimes it hurts to get up. So everybody wants to know how your shoulder's doing these days. Slow but sure. Okay. Still hurts, but. Uh, You know, hey, Stevie needs to come over, I see. Stevie, uh, I think she's going to come see us on Saturday. You know, she's got the blues. Oh, yeah, because of her puppy. Yeah, so she gets she is first in line. O'Neal and her, I, you know what? She should like take O'Neal home for a few days. I don't know if I could handle that, but that that would be fun, wouldn't it? She would love that. Yeah, but she would be sad. Or I don't know how uh, O'Neal would react. I don't think he's ever been away from us. That's true. Okay, well she can just move in and sleep in the NFK's bed. I don't think so. Can you? <laughs> Can you imagine if she comes over and the next thing you know, Kevin's sucking on her toes? It's serious. Okay, it's so have you have you wandered away? Yeah. Uh, I was just discussing with the audience when Kevin had that inguinal hernia in his small intestine occupied the space of his ball sack. <laughs> yeah. Um. How and then he just explained to you after moving in here at one point in the past eleven months. Hey Frank, how are you? That uh, his ball sack is enormous now. Well, I think. Well, I think in comparison, just no, no, I'm not. Well, it just. I'm just curious how it came up. I mean, why would you tell your sister about the size of your nutsack? (laughs) Well. I don't, I don't remember the exact moment of how it developed, and that's what I was curious. But I, I know that a lot of really sensitive shit has flown out of his mouth, so it probably yeah. was you're watching Family Feud and eating ice cream, and he said, hey, guess what? My ball sack's huge. <laughs> no, we were, like, remember we were talking about how uh, maybe if he sat down to pee, it wouldn't get all over the place? Okay, that's right, because we were complaining that the urine goes all over when he pees, he complained mm-hmm. about his penis size is small and that the sack has something to do with it. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. That's that's unbelievable that he would share that. Most people would not share the size of their penis with their sister. <laughs> well, you know. That's why we call him uh, No Filter Kevin. He says whatever the exactly. hell he wants. That's, that's what makes him a legend. Yep. So I have uh, a little bit of a thing that I want to discuss with you. And I have to be very careful about it, but this is what this is the this is what I knew. Okay. I made the arrangements for him to get the carbamazepine. His prescription mm-hmm. is seizure medicine. You right. you come back from the pharmacy with him and say and you said to me this. Now I know I'm going you're going to deny this, but you said uh, they gave it to him till August. They gave him enough medicine till August. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I thought. Well, how did you think that? I don't know. Did someone say this is enough medicine till August? What was what was the conversation with the person at the pharmacy? Well, it was probably 
just an assumption on my part because remember they weren't going to fill it because they yeah. said he's not until August. Right, and I fixed yeah, that. So but then we, we you called the doctor and got all that fixed, and then so then I got the text message or the voicemail saying, "Okay, we have his medicine. We have a partial, uh, yeah, um, yeah, bottle. Uh-huh. He can come pick it up." So I just assumed it was enough till August until we can actually renew the full one. Okay, so. so- but, it actually, it was just an assumption on my part that probably well, and they they I didn't have uh, and no one explained that to you the fine no. fine points of no. that when you picked it no. up. No. Oh my God. No. Okay, so, so I just grabbed it, you know, and it's in a little bag. It's not like I could see it. You know what I mean? No, and no one actually made it clear what really was happening. No. Okay. Well, you just go, here you go. Okay. Okay. So this is only. Uh, 10% your fault, 90% yeah. their fault. Yeah. I would say maybe 20% your fault. Maybe. I mean, I could have, should have looked, said, okay, well, yeah. why is this a part? I could have said, well, why is this only a part? But I, like, again, I just assumed because of all the prior. Yeah. Maybe it's like 50% your fault. No, it's not, dickhead. Uh, Alexis says, Kevin is going to need more seizure meds after a romp with a grayling crack hooker. <laughs> um, that is not going to happen. Okay. Well, I'm going to share the rest of the story with the audience as to how I had to rush in again and fix it because I am the in charge of all medical and logistic uh, financial things. With I am his, uh, you know how like Britney Spears' dad is in charge of everything? The, he he's a conservator. I am the conservator of your brother. Yeah. Okay. So like when we, you know how we, you said we got to get like a uh, POA with him or uh, whatever. I'm sorry. Like we Could you go and do that. Oh, a uh, a uh, what a power of attorney. Yeah. Right. Just in case. So like I think you should be it and not me because well, you yeah. do everything for. So it. does that mean I have to wipe his butthole if things go south? Um, probably, but you wouldn't even like mine when I was hurt. So I don't think that'll go over well. Well, if, I, if you have to, you have to, whatever it takes for family. I may not <laughs> like that. I may not like that, but, uh, uh, sometimes a job has to be done. That's true. All right. Okay. Hey, remember when you were looking for your black cracks? Yeah. Where'd you find so, you them? Know, I found them. Where? They were in that uh, gym bag that you take to the Y. Ah, did you find my headphones? Uh, no. All right. I don't think they're in here. I don't think they're in there. I know they're not in there. I know they're okay. not in there. Oh, there's a key, though, to my car. Aha! Ooh. Okay, good. Yes, yeah, set, set that aside. That's one of the many things I've lost in this household. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I love you. Okay, love you too. Bye. Okay, bye. okay, I'll get to the rest of the story in a second. There's a dude on the live stream watching on Facebook. His name is Frank Fuss. And man, I just love that name. Fuss. Frank Jude Fuss. Why did my voice crack there? Okay. You will be hearing very soon a lot about Frank Jude Fuss because beginning on July 12, I will be giving you a thorough introduction as to what this guy is all about. Uh, He is... My latest sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. And you guys are going to love this guy uh, on many levels. Okay. Uh, so 
Hello, Frank. I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, Frank, I sat down with him yesterday, and we were talking about nuts and bolts, boring shit. And then uh, he, you know, he, he actually called the show up and watched a little bit of it, and he watched about 30 seconds of it. And he saw yesterday's podcast at the very beginning when the tarantula farmer said, hey, the show's not on YouTube. And I said, well, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, why don't you solve your own stupid problems instead of just barking to me the second there's trouble? And he goes, I already like it. I love the show. I'm a fan forever. That was it. So welcome, Frank. Okay, so let me get to the bottom of this story before I start talking about uh, the rapist on the loose, Bill Cosby. Which, by the way, I walked into Frank's office right with that news. I go, hey, did you hear the news? What? Bill Cosby's free to go. Oh, okay. Uh, So the NFK, my wife's brother-in-law, is putting his uh, shit together uh, to go on our trip. And uh, I see him packing his stuff, and he grabs his pill bottle, and he puts it in the bag. And that's when I say, oh, so you got your medicine, huh? He goes, yeah, only five days' worth. I go, what? And man, right away, you see, if there's, if he notices that I am concerned with something, he right away, his rate, his uh, alarms start going off. And I go, wait, what do you mean? You only have five days of medicine. I, I, uh, I, I don't know anything about this. And Diana doesn't know at this point either. Cause you just heard her talking. And he's like, yeah, uh, we went, I, we got the medicine yesterday. I opened it up. There's only five days worth of medicine in here. It's only good till like, uh, I, it's got me till, uh, till, till Monday, which is the 5th of July. And I go, well, that's weird. Uh, huh. So I immediately have to track this down. Well, that's all it takes. And he's flapping his arms and he's like, well, they only gave me five days of medicine. Shit. Fuck fucking shit. Oh, shit. Fucking eight, man. And he goes, he gets the pill bottle. He dumps all the medicine out. He's he's dividing uh, three day, three pills for this day. Three pills. For, he goes, look, three, six, nine, 12, 15. That's only, that's only five days. Worth. And he's like, counting up. I go, yep, I, I got it. I I. I see five days. You, you've given, he's giving me all these different illustrations of how five days work out. He's like grabbing a calendar. See, this is there for this day. This is there for this day. He's got the calendar out. He's putting the pills on, on, on Thursday, the pills on Friday. I go, yeah, I get it. I go, let me, I go, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got this taken care of, man. I always take care of you. Do it. I always take care of you, right? Yeah, shit, fuck. Yeah. Flapping his arms. He's going crazy, stomping around. Like, Don't worry, dude. I will, I can handle this. So I call up my chart, which is the greatest app in the world. And you see, I swear to God, all the hospital industry is trying their hardest to get it. So all patient, all uh, people who work with hospitals, uh, patients, uh, you know, clients, I guess, will use the app. All hospitals work with it. It's called my chart. Okay. Uh, I have access to his chart. I can look at it whenever I want. So I go, Okay, hang on. I'm going to check my... And the reason why the hospitals do this is because they don't want you to call. If you call any type of... Uh, you try to make a doctor's appointment and ask a question, you are put into a voice prompt hell. It takes 30 minutes to get anything done. It's horrible. And they do that on purpose so that you'll stop calling and use the my... Every other sentence is, get the my chart app. Get this. It's like, oh, fuck. All right. I'll call up his my chart. I click on it. And uh, there's a note from his doctor. And it says... I have refilled your the NFK's prescription with 280 tablets. And I go, well, why the fuck did he only get five days worth of medicine? 
So um, I call the pharmacy, and I've got that note from the doc in front of me. All the while, he's in the background recounting the pills, laying them out on the counter, flapping his arms like a jackass. And I'm like, dude, stop. Relax. I, I will not let you down. And uh, the lady picks it up from the pharmacy. She says, and I explained to her, I go, I'm speaking on behalf of my brother-in-law, uh, James Ward. And oh, I can't even talk to you. Because I, I, I go, he's right here. He's right here. Kevy, say hi to this nice lady. I'm right here. I got five, five days with the pills. You can see the counter. I got three. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Okay. So, sir, can you confirm your date of birth? He confirms his date of birth. Okay. Uh, do, do, do you give uh, Eric here permission? Yes, you got Yeah, he, he can talk to you. I go, yeah, so what's going on here? I have, and I, I explain all this to her, and she goes, oh, it was no big deal. We just didn't have enough medicine in-house. And so uh, we gave him a small supply to get him through the next few days. The medicine came in. The prescription is now full, and come get it. I go, that's it? So I thought it was the end of the world. He thought it was the end of the world. Nobody had any information because nobody gave us any information. Diana just assumed, which is her fault. So this is all, this is 95% Diana's fault. Totally kidding. I can't even get behind that. It's fine though. But the uh, the level of drama with Diana's brother when, they, oh my God, it's like a heart-stopping thrill ride. When this happens and he's like, uh, he's so frustrated and the hand gestures and he, it, it, the, the level of uh, a visceral frustration on the man over something that is not really a big deal at all is off the charts. You, I mean, if you, cause he's stomping around the house, the pills are flying, the dogs are going crazy. It's, it's just a shit show. And so you have to say, okay. Take it easy. Relax. Because you see, since he had that lobotomy, and his he doesn't really have a dimmer switch, okay? It is a on-off button. And if if it's something goes south, look out. You're gonna get it. Whew. Okay. Happy birthday to the NFK Saturday. I'm so glad that you are all here getting the show with me right now. There are several ways you can check this show out. Facebook. Uh, for the live stream, the live element of the Eric Zane Show podcast, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. That is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Please share it. Please uh, like it. Don't be stingy with that. There are hundreds of people that watch the show each day. I usually get about three shares. Would it kill you to hit the share button? You have no idea how much that helps me. Because then all the people that you know see that you're watching this shit. And then they go, ah, well, maybe I'll like this. Maybe that's the reason why you're not sharing it. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Ooh. Okay, I got to call Diana. I got to call her back. Something just happened downstairs, and she sent me a message. Um, on behalf of those who are just tuning in, uh, my wife's brother has a tendency to give the middle finger to inanimate objects, swear at them, 
and actually say horrible racial slurs to things like frozen food at Meyer. Not kidding about that. It's horrible. Uh, that is why we call him No Filter Kevin. Hello. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. So uh, I don't often see messages on text. I don't know if my do not disturb is off or what, but I just saw a message from you. And uh, uh-huh. uh, you, you, you witnessed your brother uh, doing something hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I understand a water bottle was a problem today. He was struggling with a it, water bottle? He was, yes. So he was trying to get the tap on, which I don't think it was the right tap so to it, go on that it, particular water bottle. Yeah, but it was he go, was, and he, he struggles with the neuropathy. His hand function is not like yours and mine. Right. So, so he, he really can only use his thumb and pointer finger. Thumb and index finger, yes. We've uh, yeah. that, so that's not easy. So, you know, but he manages, and he's trying to thread a wrong cap under the wrong bottle. Correct. Wasn't going wasn't on go- right. And uh, did did he say, "Oh well, I'll just try another," and casually put it away? No, he was he was bound and determined to get it to go on, which he did end up managing to get on, get get it on, but not before he told it to f off. The message illuminates that he just told his water bottle to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Did he refer to it as an N-word or tell the bottle to suck his dick? Uh, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> that was all he said. He told the water bottle to F off. Yes. Okay. And then he finally saw that. You know, that, how would, okay, um, are you st- you're, you're uh, not with an earshot of him, right? Right. Okay, so I was just describing to the audience the level of frustration and uh, rage yesterday over the pill saga. Yeah, he gets uh, worked up easy. How would you describe that level of agitation when uh, it was very easily taken care of? One phone call, it was, it was solved, and he acted like it was quite, uh, uh, quite a big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. And and like when you try to explain it to him that it's we're good. taking care of it or it'll be fine or whatever, and he doesn't let you get a word in edgewise. Yeah, he kept he telling us. Like, <laughs> well, this and this and that, and even when it, when it was okay, he still was all hyper about. It. Yeah, well, I, I figured that's what it was. That's what happened when I was living, you know, baby. Yeah, I'm like, okay, relax. Yeah, he, he uh, I was describing your brother as not having a dimmer switch. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, was that spectacular. Yeah. And uh, and it takes all your strength because you want to just tell him to shut up, but that's probably not a good idea. Right. I mean, we got to live with this guy. Yeah, and, you know, and the, the elevator doesn't go all the way up, so... How much feces did you scrape out of pants this week? Oh, I'm not even going to discuss that. I got to go. Okay. Well, I love you very much. Okay. I love you too. Uh, what, so what time are we going to get out of here? Like 10? 10 a.m.? Are you crazy? Oh. Okay. This is what I have to do. I'll finish this podcast up. Do the second uh-huh. pod. Do the Patreon podcast. 
<laughs> I have to uh, produce the insane asylum. Uh, I would say I would say the latest of probably between one and two. Okay, sounds good. That's to me. that's a goal. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that that's fair. Yeah, and then we have to stop at the grocery store. Are you going to wait till we get up there? I don't know. We'll we'll decide that. Uh, I haven't really gotten that far. Okay, I guess I don't need to be discussing that with yeah, you right I know. now. Right? I mean, that's that's uh, way out of the way. <laughs> very, uh, very. Did you forget we're podcasting? Why don't you ask me what's for dinner? Phone conversation. Ask me if we need more rice or something. Uh, okay. Perhaps tell me how much you like apples. I will uh, get everything ready. I just can't take it to the camper because I'm still a little crippled. Yeah. Again, too many details. Okay, I'll catch you later. Okay. See thanks. Ya. Bye. Okay, Skip the labor. Give me the baby. Stealing that line from the multi-talented Richard Francisco. Tells a water bottle to fuck off. That is fan- fantastic. Tyler says an 8.5 on the Mount St. Kevin scale. Mount St. NFK scale. Kate says, should I be concerned? I curse at inanimate objects, too. The worst was when he says the homosexual slur uh, in public or the N-word. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. And and somebody actually sent me an email and said, no, seriously, you got to stop him from that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, I should. I should. The next time he says, refers to uh, frozen mugu guy pan at Meyer as the N-word or uh, an ice cube as F rhymes with Baggett. Uh, I'm going to have to say, dude, w- you know what? Let's, let's, let's call it a fuck face. Let's call it uh, a dirty, a dirty whore. Let's call it uh, a see you next Tuesday even, but we got to stop referring to an ice cube as F rhymes with Baggett and frozen Mugu guy pan as the N-word. Uh, it, 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 that, that flows out of your mouth too easily. That, that can get you shot in America today. And, you know, I mean, seriously, if you drop, uh, that, uh, uh, I mean, and it gets back that, uh, my brother-in-law is calling frozen Mugu guy pan, the N word and ice cubes F rhymes with Baggett. Uh, it's curtains for your old pal, Eric Zane. I mean, it's, it's already screwed up. Corey says, more poop in pants talk, please. Uh, okay, so I kind of revealed that. Uh, Diana, remember I told you that I would not share the story about the NFK? Well, enough time has passed. Uh, she found a completely intact turd in pants one day. Uh, when she was doing the laundry. So this is, I've, I've alluded to it before. He has been crapping his pants and just takes it and throws it on the floor of the laundry room. And it's like, <laughs> what? Can't you at least, 
uh, uh, take the pants and dump the shit in, into the toilet before you throw it in the fucking wash? Huh? This is why we need strict medical supervision with the man. Okay. Corey says, I see no problem here. Yeah, it's like, I'm not doing the laundry. So when he throws the pants on the on the laundry room floor, I am not going near those pants. There's more to it. Dirk says, that's the story that should that was that couldn't be told. That's epic. No, I mean seriously, Diana picked up the pants and uh to do the laundry and she's like oh what the what the hell did the dog's crap in his pants oh no there was so much crap in the pants smashed crap i mean not a skid mark we're talking uh uh like you know like when you go to the store and you buy like a like a snack pack pudding but there's like four of them this is the, like, if you wanted to play a prank on somebody, uh, you would go and open all four of those and then with a spatula, empty them into the pants and then throw them on the floor of the laundry room. That's how much crap was in the pants. All right. I'm probably dead. You, none of you can say anything that I mentioned that. If you did, then I can't share stuff with you. Then I'll be like, yeah, well, who told? Who told? I kind of referenced it with her on there, so I've got an out. Enough time has passed. Uh, Dirk says he launched the Ham's Beer shit cannon in his pants and just dropped trow in the laundry room. Is that worse than an upper decker? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then just left it there. Yeah, here you go. It's not my problem. I mean... uh, uh, this is my life. This is, uh, you know, that's that's the equivalent of just uh, uh, taking off your pants and shitting on the floor and just leaving it there. I mean, that, I mean, the dogs have more respect for the property. The dogs know more that they're doing wrong than the NFK does when it comes to shit being anywhere but either in his butt in his butthole or in the toilet. The dogs, at least, when they're taking a dump, they're looking around with that look on their face. Like, oh, fuck, this is terrible. I'm really screwing up here. That guilty dog look, you know, dog shaming? The NFK just, well, that's a problem. Runs, rips off his pants, throws them on the floor, and goes against a new pair. Oh. (sighs) Unbelievable. This is why we must uh, we must honor him with uh, Ham's beer on his birthday because of the mileage we get out of his essence on this podcast. Okay, this is a conversation I had with Frank. Frank says to me, "So this is this is this is crazy. This gentleman is going to give me a sizable amount of money for me to talk about um, what it is that he does, and I'm not tipping you off yet because I want to." The, 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 there is going to be a time and a place when we talk about that. It's not yet. It has to be introduced appropriately. I have to, I have to welcome him in. Okay. And I don't. And if I start talking about it, then I'm going to screw everything up. And I haven't yet have a meeting with him about how to how to approach the creative side of this. But just know that you'll be hearing Frank's name a lot. 
And so Frank says to me, he goes, what are you talking about in your show? How does it go on? This is crazy. He's giving me a sizable amount of money, and he's not exactly sure how my show goes. And that's fine. It happens a lot. I, it's up to me to get people up to speed as to how the show works. I go, all right, well, first of all, watch it. But uh, basically, my show, I depend on, first and foremost, my personal stories. And basically, all I need is a 24-hour period of time in my household and a microphone and nothing more. And I said to him, true story, I go, if I like to think of my show as one that if nothing happened in the world or if I was not exposed to any news whatsoever, I still could probably sit there for extended time and be able to do my thing with, uh, and at the end of it, uh, people would say, you know what? That was time well spent. I found that to be uh, either entertaining or compelling or just stupid enough that it's acceptable. Okay? That's what I told him. I go, but I also like to talk about the news, and I have strong opinions on most of the things I get into. Is this a sports show? I go, no, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, if there's something that happens in sports, I'll talk about it. But basically, it's a, uh, it's a story that is like, well, or a, a show that's like in addition to those personal stories that I get great mileage out of like uh, NFK dumping full loads of shit in his pants and throwing it on my laundry room fl- uh, floor for, his, uh, for his, his, his wife, for his wife, oh, my God, for my wife to clean up um, that, uh, you know, then with the news of the, of the day in a news cycle, I can park on those things. Uh, Nick writes, how's your book coming along? Um, so funding for the book is what's keeping that from happening right now. So it's still in progress. It is always in my brain to write the book, uh, but it's it's obviously uh, uh, coming up with the cash to to actually make the book is uh, has been a struggle. So that's that's what's holding it up. Without having to get into, like, me giving you excuses and things like that, it's too expensive. So I'm coming up with the cash slowly but surely. And then we'll write the book about the entire kidney adventure, donating the kidney, and all the things that went along with it. Okay. Uh, comments. Jason. Uh, so it's not a great idea to sit in his chair. And I bet that's where it went down. He says, and I'm like, uh, yes, there is one chair you don't even look at. In fact, I wouldn't even walk around it. It's the big brown one, of course. Thank God. The, the big brown NFK chair. Ugh. Kent says, Kent, drop the E out of you, says research encopressis. And then he reveals that's what my nine-year-old went through. All right. What is okay. encopressis? Sometimes called fecal incontinence or soiling is the repeated passing of stool into clothes, usually involuntarily. Yeah, this might be voluntarily. It might be like, well, too too lazy to get up. (laughs) Typically, it happens when impacted stool collects in the colon. (laughs) The colon becomes too full. And liquid stool leaks around the retained stool. Fuck, dude. I'm so sorry that your kid had to deal with that. How do you cure it? Dietary changes that include more fiber, 
and drinking adequate fluids. Fluids. Well, that's a problem because I don't think that uh, Hot Pockets and uh, Jimmy Dean's croissant sausage delight and copious amounts of Ham's beer would be uh, uh, recommended by any physician. Uh, laxatives. Gradually discontinuing them once the bowel returns to normal function. Three, training your child to go to the toilet as soon as possible when the urge to have a bowel movement occurs. Yeah, these are these are three things that are, I would rather just clean up the poo. Well, not me. Diana would probably rather just uh, uh, clean the fresh log and pants than have to deal with that shit. <clears throat> My God, what have we gotten ourselves into here? Jason writes, also getting up and, <laughs> and going to the toilet will help. Sarah writes, ew, no more. And then Corey again writes, don't listen to Sarah. Corey loves his shit. Kenny adds the chair. Is it a natural brown or has he stained it that color? It's a natural brown. Uh, Kent has been able to uh, work with the, uh, the sweet child to uh, take care of that. You see, now that's a nor that sounds like a normal um, uh, diagnosis and something that can be treated. Uh, but with this, I, I I think this this is more by choice. I don't think he has any type of uh, issue. I think he just eh, whatever. Corey says I can see him throwing shit at you like a chimp and telling you to fuck off. Okay, so there you go. Uh, another uh, another historic chapter in the book of NFK. Uh, probably a best of segment uh, further down the road. I'm sure. Boy, I at this point in the show, I had uh, been planning on be already being talking about Bill Cosby, but uh, we kind of got derailed with all of that. Also, I started off talking about how to get the show. I talked about you can get it on Facebook. You can also get it on Twitter. It's a Periscope video. If you're watching on Twitter, would you please retweet it with a snarky comment about me? Now get it off your chest. Let it all say something really mean and aggressive. Just retweet it. I don't give a shit what you say as long as you retweet it. That really helps me. See, some of you folks are like, yeah, I support Zane, and thank you. Uh, your time is incredible. But this is a painless... Uh, uh, no cost thing you can do to help me. Some people are like, I, I can't afford the Patreon. I'm like, well, don't buy it. Uh, for God's sake, don't make me a, I'm not a charity. It's only if you can afford it and you want it. Or you can, some of you like, uh, well, I don't have time to uh, absorb all that content. Well, don't do it. Only do it if you have the time. Don't, don't give me a handout for God's sake. Uh, but the, 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 one of the, there's no, there's no cost to retweeting or sharing. Okay. It, and that really helps me and every single time I go live every single time. So thank you. Uh, I'm also on YouTube. 
Uh, Frank Fuss will be sponsoring the YouTube channel. He has a business name, but again, I'm, I'm saving that. So Frank is going to be bringing you my YouTube channel. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. I'm telling you, Frank, it's going to be the best damn money you've ever spent. This audience loves my sponsors. They, oh, they just, they do so much for them. So thank you to the audience for that. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Eric Zane Show on Instagram. First of all, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Search that. Eric Zane Show on Instagram. That's brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Last but not least, send me an email with any correspondence. That's private, unless and uh, if you tell me to keep it private, it will, I will. Uh, but you can correspond with me on things on the show that you like, dislike, stories you have, any inside dirt about anything going on. I don't know what I, what I mean by that. Like you have some type of inside dirt about things going on. That's uh, just a stupid thing to say. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Brought to you by Shoreliners Striping. That's a business in West Michigan that goes well beyond West Michigan to do three things. Uh, Stripe parking lots. They got the painting machine, you know, the nice yellow lines. They can put anything you want into a parking lot. Uh, Sweeping the parking lot. Actually, you probably want to sweep the parking lot before you stripe it. And painting athletic fields. They do that. All at Shoreliners. That's one word. Shoreliners. It's actually the whole thing is one word. It's a web address. Jesus. Shorelinersstriping.com. All right. Let's see. Share screen. No, I don't want to do that. Cancel that. Invite guests. Who will I be inviting? Hang on right there. Sent Kyle Tiller, who's a friend of mine who owns Dumpster Divers, will be here in just a second. And the reason why that is is because Kyle is kind of like this uh, really carefree personality, and he's a good talent for content. In fact, on the Dumpster Divers Facebook page, uh, he makes all these uh, uh, personality-driven videos, and it makes me sick because he gets thousands of views on the damn things. And, you know, here I am on a daily basis busting my balls, and, uh, I, you know, I'll be happy with a 1,000. Holy shit. And all he does is he just turns on his camera and starts kind of uh, meandering, rambling nonsense and... Thousands of people watch him. It's remarkable how, how uh, some people are able to, uh, get, I don't know how they describe it, getting in the algorithm. Is that what it is? And then, boom, takes off like wildfire. Kaya will be in here shortly, possibly from the road, delivering dumpsters to people with his business partner, Emilio. Uh, dumpster divers right over my shoulder, one of the great sponsors of the Eric St. Show podcast. In fact... Let me talk about them real quick. Uh, not all dumpster companies that deliver a dumpster to your front door are created equal. Uh, what they did is they wanted to make sure that their dumpsters, first of all, could uh, be put in places that the regular 
uh, short-walled and very long dumpsters could not go, okay? So if you're in tight quarters, whether you're a residence or a business, the dumpster divers' dumpsters are more compact because of the high walls that allows you to be able to get those dumpsters in tight spaces. Here they are right here. Your dumpster rental junk remover solution. Also, when you go to another dumpster place that uh, will uh, deliver you a dumpster, they're going to make you pay for a higher weight limit that you can't possibly attain by filling up the dumpster, the long, ugly, rusted dumpster that is in your driveway. But you're still paying for that, okay? The dumpster diver dumpsters, they charge you for a much lower weight threshold, so you just don't pay as much, okay? They're giving you benefit of the doubt that your dumpster is not going to be that heavy. If it does happen to be, they'll give you a prorated increase in the cost of just the added weight. It still doesn't go up to the uh, uh, overpaying high, uh, high weight limit that the other guys are charging you. So that right there is a reason enough to call upon dumpster divers at dumpsterdiversllc.com. Look at these handsome devils. These two dudes used to work for two men in a truck, and they were doing great things there. And they said, you know what? In this type of industry, I think we should branch out into this, the dumpster industry, and uh, we can start our own company. So they actually had the dumpsters made from scratch by a company somewhere in Pennsylvania and, uh, and custom made for them. And uh, thus, they had a company. Now they have dozens upon dozens of dumpsters that they uh, deliver to people, and they spend the whole day delivering the dumpsters. So they're awesome. And you can call or text Emilio or Kyle at 616-375-9962. It's a classic story of two young people getting their own startup business and serving the customers in an amazing way. In fact, uh, while I'm sitting here doing this, Kyle is sitting there enjoying my ad reading. He listens to these all the time, so that's great. So in addition to talking about uh, what they do with the dumpsters, and I've already talked about how you can reach them, uh, uh, having the, the dumpster end of the business is great, but then they also do junk removal services. And this is fantastic because if you look on their website, you click there, and it's real simple, the process. Get the quote, call or text us a picture of your unwanted debris, okay? So uh, basically what you people are going to do is take pictures of your living room. Then, I don't know why I took a run at you, and then uh, you schedule it. We'll call you 15 to 30 minutes away, and once we're there, we'll load up your debris uh, quickly and carefully. And then they go through what you had dumped, and then they'll recycle and donate the stuff that's still usable. How about that? Look at this. Before and after pictures. It's all there. Uh, DumpsterDiversLLC.com. Once again, reach out to these boys, Emilio and Kyle. Uh, Call or text 616-375-9962. So that is awesome. I had uh, Kyle, and then he dropped off. What happened? Come on back. Uh, let's see. Mitchell says, I, w- I wish I wasn't so far from West Michigan. Need more sponsors in the Lansing area. Uh, I th- they, they might uh, actually g- uh, come to you. Uh, reach out to them if you need them. Hang on. I got so Ky- to send Kyle an email. Come on back. What happened? Maybe you had an internet issue. I've been there. Okay. Uh, Jason says, someone send a pic to them of the NFK's chair. 
Uh, Sarah says, I just retweeted this shit show. Thank you. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Tyler writes, you could possibly have an entirely separate podcast, 100% devoted to observing the NFK in his natural habitat. Ladies and gentlemen, I am welcoming in the one and only Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Kyle, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? Good, man. How you doing, dude? Never better. Are you working from, uh, from the office or at home today? I am just in the office like you couldn't imagine, man. So uh, you were telling me about the growth of this company that uh, you've been able to make it so you have enough people uh, doing helping you and Emilio that one can be in the office, one can be out in the field. Yeah, man, we're, we're growing. Dude. We just hired our first guy. Uh, we were going to hire him like uh, like over a year ago. And then, you know, the old Kobe that, that hit us. So then times got a little slower and so we uh we didn't but then yeah we finally hired him so um yeah now we got three of us and we're just we're just chilling dude (laughs) you uh the fact that you you know i've I've pretty much been able to gather one one uh consistent attitude with you and that is what we're seeing right now um do you yeah do you ever experience stress because you seem extremely relaxed yeah, uh, no, I am. I'm like relaxed, like ninety, like ninety nine and a half percent of the time. And then, like when I have to mow the lawn or clean anything at home, then that's when I get stressed. So we've been uh, uh, together a period of time, uh, just a handful of months. Uh, November, I called you to uh, get the dumpster from you. A conversation in the driveway led to where we are now, and a lot has happened since then. You have a a uh, a, a newborn with you in the in the household, correct? Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. We just brought him to his uh, like four month appointment yesterday. Now he was a preemie, so he was a month early. So I'm always trying to do like intense math calculations in my head to figure out what month he actually is. But yeah, uh, he's he's huge. He's like super tall for even a regular <laughs> baby. And so that's I'm like that's what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, can you, can you fill me in? And I've I've got a couple of things I want to run by you because, and the reason why I'm tapping into you like this is because you seem like the type of guy who can talk about just about anything and pays attention to a lot of things going on in the world. Is that safe to say? That is, it's super safe to say it's like, like bank vault type safe. Okay, good. Um, so first of all, uh, I was talking with the audience. Also not stoned, but I, but I do, I do smoke. Can oh, I that's okay. Uh, it's not I national television. It's just a podcast. Just a podcast. If you do, that's there. That's no, quite all right. TV in my mind. Okay, thank you. You know, and if you, <laughs> and, and I think I think what the the vibe you're giving off with that is uh, is that of the, you know, kind of like the laid back stoner. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's what we're what we're getting at here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I roll. I just I don't know. I think life's too short. People take themselves too seriously. So. 
Now, you know I don't I, mean? I don't smoke. I have a sponsor, of course, that is Horizon Hydroponics, which uh, that is all about the lifestyle of, uh, you know, the uh, cannabis trade. So that, that's totally fine. I, the way I look at it in the great state of Michigan is um, I, I, I for for me, I wouldn't. But I don't have a problem with anybody else doing uh, that, just like I don't have a problem with anybody if they want to have a beer or something like that. You know, it's just uh, not not uh, not really my bag, but I don't have a problem with anybody else doing that. Right on. Um, so I was looking at some of your videos, Kyle, and uh, I, I was telling the audience that you kind of make me uh, really annoyed because I work my ass off trying to get maybe 500 people to look at one of my videos. And all you do is throw, throw the camera on and there's thousands of people that are watching your videos, Kyle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened, man. The, the real the real funny part about it is it's just a one and done. Like, I don't like record it like several times and then pick like the best one i'm just like i ain't got i don't got no time i'm just gonna record it when i'm driving home and what i record is that's what that's what goes on and yeah i don't know i think i talked about it last time i was just like advertising is not cool it's not like what i thought it was so i'm just gonna make i'm just gonna make my own field and it's just gonna be me being an idiot in front of thousands um have you actually had a person sign up to be a customer of dumpster divers because like actually said, because of your videos, I am now a customer. Oh man. More often than not, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I get, I get people like honking at me on the road and like waving and stuff. And then, um, I just, I dropped a dumpster off. Oh wait, was it a junk removal? I did something at somebody's house like last week. And when I, I called the guy to tell him I was coming and then I got there and he was like, He's like, I, he's like, as soon as I heard your voice on the phone, he's like, I knew it was you. He's like, we watch your videos. And I'm like, that's great. That's crazy to me. It really is. It blows my mind. I'm like, all right, cool. Then. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, I mean, the argument can be made that um, uh, a person's, I mean, a business like yours can really be accentuated by, I mean, if you can tap into a person's personality and that's, that's what you're kind of doing there. It's a blessing to be able to have that uh, at your disposal, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm su I'm super glad I'm not dull. I guess I guess you know what I mean. Like you see dull people and you're just like I don't know how you guys are doing it. I don't know how you guys are surviving this long, man. You just gotta have a good time. That's how I roll. Okay, good. I like to hear that. Uh, how how is Emilio doing? He's also a pretty great personality too, but he's 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 different than you, right? Yeah, we're we're different, and it, but like like a good comedy duo. You know what I mean? Like when him and I like we were friends first, so like when, when we just hang out, like. We just, the jokes, they just intermingle and they're just good. And yeah, he's, he's, uh, I'm like the, yeah, the, like you said, free spirit kind of, kind of yeah. chill dude. And like Emilio's funny in that he's, uh, is funny, but also very serious. So then like, I'm often laughing, laughing at his curiosity and he's often laughing at my, yeah the opposite of that. And it just, it's just good. We just, we just vibe, man. Let me ask you this. You ever found drugs in a dumpster? Uh, either for a uh, junk removal or somebody threw something away and you've actually found drugs. Dude, I've seen some drugs in some dumpsters. I've seen also people throw away like uh, foreign money, um, which I'm pretty sure is because it doesn't, it's not useful anymore, but uh, I collect it anyways. I'm just going to eventually take it to the airport and see what they can do. But um, yeah, there's drugs in dumpsters. There's off, more often than not, like uh a lot of pizza like a lot of like nobody's finishing pizzas is what i'm is what i'm getting at it's like there's always 
pizza slices in there. I'm just like, all right, guys. Okay, I'm- okay. Uh, can you? T- is there anything that you can tell us that you? I mean, uh, what's the strangest thing? Uh, I mean, what have you done with something you found? Have you ever smoked pot found in a dumpster? Have you ever eaten pizza <laughs> found in a dumpster? I mean, take me through it. No, man. Once it once it goes in there, I mean, we we do wash these things out pretty regularly, but like once it's in there, I'm like, no way, man. Like we we wear gloves and stuff, so like I'll pick stuff up and like look at it, but no way, dude. It, it's gross in there. Like even if you wash it out, it's it's gross in there, man. And we have to uh, like oftentimes. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who uh, uh, want to get rid of their old like vegetable fryers, like fryers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then just they just throw that puppy in there. I mean, with all the oil in there and then it gets all over the bottom of the dumpster. And like, you can't, you can't deliver it to somebody. Cause it's just, if it sits, it's just going to sit in the sun and like cook. So yeah, I'm, I guess you'd say I'm scarred. I'm scarred by the dumpsters at this point. So what, what type of asshole throws oil into a dumpster like that? And then just Leah, yeah, you clean it up. It's not my problem. That's bullshit. Dude, it is bullshit, but it's America, baby. Because that's just how it works. You know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're the customer, like I I know everyone's just like fuck it, dude. Yeah, that's just how it goes. People are just like fuck it. Um, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. But yeah, we're, have you? Yeah. We're, we're, um, have you ever found sexual devices, dildos, flashlight, uh, uh, inside of a dumpster? Seen them, dude. Seen them in there. Um, actually, the the worst part uh, when you is uh, you really find the the freaky people um, in old storage units that they haven't paid for. So then they like the the storage unit place wants to get rid of them. Uh-huh. That's when you see the freaky people pop out, man. You see, like we saw, and I I, I can't remember his name anyway, so that I'm not like revealing identities or anything. But we cleaned out a, an old storage unit at one point, and you could tell in the front part of it, it was some sort of pastor slash priest slash somebody who worked in the church um there's like you know like pews and bibles and like all that types of stuff yeah and you, we cleared that part out and got into the back and i'm talking porn baby i'm talking magazines i'm talking it was crazy i mean wow. there was like a lot of stuff back there so i was yeah that's when you find like the real like you find like the real america oh my god that is uh and <laughs> now I, I i guess i didn't i, I may not have been paying attention paying attention because i'm stupid but did you say that he hired you or did somebody hire you on his behalf or was he dead yeah the story basically like yeah like when the storage units don't want to like when the people don't pay the storage units pay mm-hmm. us to clean it out because only if it's junky though you know what i mean because they can probably auction it off like on right. these tv shows but if there's just junky stuff in there then they just call us to get rid of it have you ever found cremated remains in a dumpster Oh man, no. Well, at least as far as I know, I haven't. But I mean, it is possible. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you haven't seen that that yet. How long have you actually been in this business? Um. So, like, hardcore in it since uh. Ju- actually, wait, what is it? Today? July first. Two it years. Is. Two years. Congratulations. <laughs> that's weird. And here yeah, we are on your anniversary. Too. Yeah, that's great. I didn't even think about that. Amelia should give me some money for this or something. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> Who was? Did you, were you guys in agreement when you started? It was one harder to convince to start the damn business. Uh, we. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but we. Uh, 
Dumpster Divers was kind of born, like the idea, you know, happened, I guess you'd say back in the two men and a truck days. Okay. You just go. Yeah. And just not digging, not digging the bosses part of it. But yep. me and Emilio, uh, we were, we'd get hammered at Dave and Buster's on uh-huh. 8th Street down there by <laughs> Beltline and East Ferris and stuff. And that's like, we just, like Amelia would be like, like, what do you think about this? And we'd just be like slamming one and just be like, well, what about this? And like, so it's been pretty, we've been both into it for a long time. You know what I mean? Just like, it just took us a long time because the yeah. banks were, they were just not giving us that, that them dollar bills to get this thing started. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, we've been, we've been into it. It just like, it just happened. Like it was just, it was just cool. Who smokes more pot, you or Emilio? Oh man, <laughs> uh, that, that's a good. Well, I, I'm gonna say Emilio because really? uh, I now nowadays since I have the kid, I only smoke like right before I go to bed, so I can just get like a couple minutes of just laughy laughs in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I would say I. I mean, it's got to be Emilio. It's got to be Emilio. Do you remember the first time your parents busted you with pot? Oh man, I was just I was just telling this story the other day. Actually, it's one of the coolest stories of all time. I'll tell you about it right now on national television in front of two two to three million people right now. Oh. Um, what happened was I was twenty one and just figuring out booze, baby, figuring out how it worked. You know what I mean? Because okay. I I was actually a, a goody two shoes for like the longest time. I I didn't drink until like right like right before I turned twenty one because my dad was like, oh. dude. You're gonna have to try it out so you don't die like as soon as you turn 21. So I was like, all right, you know, little practice, little practice makes perfect. Uh-huh. But anyways, so when I turned 21, I was a shit show. I mean, let's face it, every a lot of people were, some weren't, but I was a no, shit show. No, Me and my no. buddy, we went out, uh, got a little, got a little hammed up, and then one of our other friends came and we we smoked a little bit. And we were we were messed up. So, anyways, another buddy came, drove us home in my car to my to my. I was at, I was in college at the time, so I was in the summer, and I was at my parents' house. So, yeah, drove me to my parents' house, and then my mom was pissed because she thought I was drunk driving, and I'm like, I like she like woke me up like, and I, I don't know like six in the morning or something. I'm like I'm don't know what's going on, and she was like. She's like, you're drunk driving. She's like really mad at me. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not. And like, I had no clue. You know what I mean? Like, anyways, yeah, well, but of course. I wasn't. I found out later, which was good. But um, anyway, so she went out to my car because I like my wallet and my keys were not in the house where they're supposed to be. So she went out there and found the weed stash um, uh. while she was looking for it. So then like a little bit later, I was going, I left my wallet at the bar. <laughs> so I had to go <laughs> get that with my other buddy. And uh, so she goes, like, right before I leave, she, like, busts in the house. And she was like, yeah, I just want to let you know, like, while I was looking for your stuff last night, I found your weed stash. And I was like, gotta go. <laughs> and so I went and, like, came back. And, like, the whole way, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be rough. Like, what do you, like, this happens in the movies. I'm like, what do you say? Anyway, so we got back and... uh I was like, where is she? And like, I'm like dreading the moment. And then she's like, yeah, like I saw the weed stash. She's like, if we, if your dad and I would have known that you, you were smoking, like we could have just been getting it from you this whole time. And I was like, what dude? Like, oh, uh, yeah. So, oh my my God. Yeah. My parents are cool. So, so, um, 
Wow. That, so uh, wait, if I'm understanding this correctly, uh, sh- what you think is going to be a terrible thing, she inf- and then re- reveals to you that she smokes pot. Yeah, man, it was cool. It was like you like like the the amount of velocity that my head flew off of my shoulders was. <laughs> I mean, it, we had to get a new roof. It was, yeah, it was nuts, man. I was like confused, and then my dad got home and uh, from work, and then my mom was like, "Guess what, honey? You want know to find out about your son today?" And like he looked at me like real pissed, like something bad like had happened. Uh-huh. And then she was like, "Yeah, your son smokes pot," and like my dad goes. Like he was like so pumped and then we just <laughs> went out in the old garage and just talked about it. <laughs> oh my God. Just like that. So now do you like, uh, do you, do you actually smoke pot with your parents? Yeah, man, I do, dude. Oh, okay. It's, All uh, right. And it's cool too because they like tell you stories and stuff about like, that's like the weirdest part is like, you like learn things about like your childhood and they're like, oh yeah, like remember that one time when this happened? Oh yeah, like, yeah, we were stoned. Like, <laughs> you know, it makes like a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Oh my god, <laughs> it's just cool. And then, yeah, so just good time. And you also uh... learn that uh, the reason that, at least for my in my family, not every family in the world, but um, the you learn that the reason why you weren't allowed to wake up so early on Christmas um, and go do the presents is because your parents were wrapping the presents the night before, just stoned to the bone. Yeah. And, uh, so they didn't. So you're trying to wake them up at 6 a.m. and they're like, dude, like I need time, man. And I get it now. You know what I mean? Sure. It all comes together. Well, I, I, I love that. And now you, and you gave him a, a grandson. So that is, uh, that is extra special. I'm happy to hear that. Gave him one, man. Just straight up gave him one. Uh, yeah. So, you know, when I brought you in here, we had this conversation and you're like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know whatever i like that <laughs> so okay uh i i appreciate your time you're a a fun dude to have out here and just kind of share stories so we'll have to do this more often but uh there you go yeah seriously i'll do it i'll do it all the time man i just like partying yeah <laughs> all right kyle i appreciate you man okay all right i appreciate you guys uh, all right thanks for checking in and i'll tell everybody to come see you all right, we'll see you guys. All Thanks right, buddy. Chat. See it. There you go. There you go. The one and only Kyle from Dumpster Divers. And uh, you're like, what? Uh, what the heck is going on there? Kyle is, uh, he's just one of those people that it's like, he's got a personality that I know is absolutely fantastic and just great fun. So thank you to him. Thank you to him for being part of the show. Okay. Plenty more to get to on this nonsense. Um, let's see. Uh, I do want to mention this before we continue. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. If you are in West Michigan, consider them for everything automotive to be repaired on your car if something goes wrong. Okay? Simple as an oil change and, and work your way through any of the uh, symptoms that your car might be experiencing. You have to keep Irvine's in mind. That's E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's.com. Their number is 616-532-6600. And uh, call upon them anytime you need anything done servicing uh, domestic Asian European models, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you to them. Trusted repair facility for all of your automotive needs at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. They are online at Irvine's.com, and that is an E R. 
V-I-N-E-S spelling, not I-R. E-R-V-I-N-E-S, excuse me, dot com. Okay. Let's get into Cosby. <sighs> okay. Um, so the, uh, everybody and their mother sent me the story. They're saying you won't believe this. Bill Cosby is now free to go. And um, this is what I'm understanding uh, because not everybody explained this. How? How could this have happened? So this is the long and the short of it. In 04, um, the prosecutor in Pennsylvania was considering charging Bill Cosby with um, all sorts of um, uh, uh, terrible charges concerning Andrea uh, Constand back in 04. Okay? She's a woman who was drugged, and then while unconscious, Bill Cosby sexually assaulted her. Okay? And that's what he was convicted of. And he's, he'll, uh, uh, the, the evidence being heard, the jury did convict him. So, uh, but he is acting like he has been exonerated and he is not guilty. Uh, he was convicted. However, that is going to, be, that is going to disappear now. This has been by the uh, Supreme Court of Pennsylvania has ruled. The only way that this can actually uh, go up to the, uh, have that, that overturned is the Supreme Court of the United States, and it, we don't know if Pennsylvania is going to pursue that or not. <clears throat> but here's how it went. Um, he's a free man right now. And uh, so in 04, Pennsylvania was trying to figure out if they were going to uh, go forward and try to prosecute him. And the prosecutor said, uh, I'm not. I am not going to prosecute you. So that was it. Uh, but Constan filed a civil suit against him. Okay. And in that case, Cosby uh, did a deposition. Okay. And he was told that, in fact, uh, prior to that, the prosecutor from the um, state of Pennsylvania had said to him, whatever you say, will not be used against you in a court of law. Whatever you say while uh, talking on the civil trial, if you, decided, if you decided to come clean and say, yes, I raped her, that will not be used against you. So in his deposition from the 04 civil trial um, that he lost and paid millions in an out-of-court settlement, well, wait, I actually don't know if he lost it or it was just, an, it was just settled out of court. Uh, in his deposition, he revealed about the pills that he would give to sedate these women. Okay. So that's known that's out there. Okay. He said these things. Yes. I used to, I used to give women these pills. Uh, and so that's all part of the admission in the civil trial that's out there. That's part of what, uh, led Hannibal Burris to say, to uh, open up that can of worms in the stand-up routine and say, yeah, he's a rate, you know, this is what he does. Look it up. It's on Wikipedia. And it was. That's how this whole thing started. The prosecutor who gave him that deal uh, left. He no longer is, was, it was a Republican, actually. It was a Republican prosecutor who ended up defend, going on to be uh, Trump's lawyer in the impeachment. Um, he's a Republican. Well, this Democrat comes in and says to Cosby, well, you may have made that deal, but you didn't make it with me, so we're going to prosecute you. That's 
the problem. So they did. And Cosby lost. Guilty. Goes to prison. Now, I hate that this is happening. But that sounds fucked up. And I don't want to be the one to ever say Bill Cosby, he doesn't. I mean, I I wish he was locked up for the rest of his life. And in my opinion, he raped these women. But he was told that if he, whatever he says, won't be held against him. So this is a technicality. And the Supreme Court, I mean, Cosby's lawyers went to the Supreme Court, kept appealing, say, hey, this is bullshit. This, all this testimony should not have been used. Now, the prosecutor in Pennsylvania currently, um, who did uh, convict him, said, if we could retry him without the evidence that he that we used against him that we said that uh, that he was told wouldn't be used against him we still would get a guilty verdict so this is absolutely a bullshit technicality but it is one that is pretty solid it's a pretty solid technicality about what Cosby why he is out of prison it isn't like a like a, a, a and it wasn't it wasn't a unanimous decision by the court either it was it was split but it was in favor of Cosby so this guy This fucker, son of a bitch, who has said all along, I didn't do anything. It was all consensual. He has, uh, even on his parole hearing, he says, I admit to nothing. He has held firm with this lie. He's continued to lie. And has narcissistic behavior has never admitted to anything. I've uh, got 60 women, 60 women that have accused him of terrible things. Exact same pattern of behavior on all of these. This is absolutely a blatant, narcissistic, uh, uh, sexual assaulting, rapist, abuser. That deserves nothing more than life behind bars. That son of a bitch has managed, has managed to be let loose upon the world. Oh, my God, I cannot believe this shit. Okay? And you know what's even worse about this? Cosby is not just slinking out of prison and then quietly he is fucking look at me i'm the man he's calling radio stations his attorney is making statements it is all unbelievable horseshit oh my god oh fuck i don't know who is the bigger asshole of the day here the dumb fuck prosecutor who tried all this shit and did not see that train coming. Uh, Bill Cosby for the boldness at which he is being released from prison and the statements he is making. But this is fucked on a paramount level. My God. Ooh. What a dumb deal by this prosecutor. Uh, Kenny says, how does it take three plus years for all this to come to light? That's the gears of justice. They're working. Well, in his case, justice, uh, they, this, this just works slowly. Corey writes a Trump lawyer promising not to charge someone with rape. Shocking. Oh shit. Now you've done it. Oh my God. So. You know what's really bad about this is Andrew Wyatt, his uh, Cosby spokesperson. This was so fucked up. He says, upon the release of Bill, um, 
something to the effect of this is a victory for the black man or this is uh this is uh uh getting away from racial injustice bill cosby raped white and black women these these women are like holy shit i cannot believe you just said that nobody agrees with bill cosby i'm i am floored by the amount of people that have come out of the woodwork he had people cheering him on he gets out of the car at his house and there's a throng of people and they're, they're all going hey, hey, hey. and he goes hey, hey. waves at him and he can't see shit he ambles into his stupid house uh, i've got audio from this that we need to get into first of all uh, nbc talked about it Late today, Andrea Constant reacting to the decision, calling it not only disappointing, but of concern in that it may discourage those who seek justice for sexual assault in the criminal justice system from reporting or participating in the prosecution of the assailant. Her fellow accusers distraught. Janice Baker Kinney texted, she's angry, frustrated, sad, all the emotions and sick to my stomach. Victoria Valentino said she didn't believe it when she first heard. I'm outraged. I'm infuriated. She's an accuser. How anybody could uh, allow a little legal glitch to release a... I I don't mean to dispute her, but it it really is. And as much as I hate that Bill Cosby is out, this is more than a little legal glitch. This is fucking horrible. A deal made with him. Somebody reneged on the deal. I mean, he he his point was... I never would have made those statements under, I wouldn't have talked about it. I would have taken the fifth. I would not have said what I said in the civil trial had the deal not been in place. And the highest court in, well, second highest court in the land, well, the state Supreme Court said, we agree. You're free to go. What ass, what an asshole prosecutor. What a stupid move by what should be a legal mind who should have seen that that was the thing that could very well happen. That's bullshit by that prosecutor. Sociopath, a narcissistic, uh, pathological, lying predator, rapist, who had no concern, no feeling, no remorse. Cosby was never charged with rape and denied all allegations against him. Heidi Thomas was one of the five women who testified in support of Constant about her own experience. I am furious with all of the enablers over five decades of enablers. And today, the way I feel, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is an enabler. Do you still feel no. vindication that the jury believed you? No. It's, it's, that sucker punch is, is basically saying it doesn't matter what happened to you. It doesn't matter what happened to over 50 women who have told their stories. It's an absolute affront. It's a slap in the face. It's an insult. Many do not see a legal path for another case, but some say they're not giving up. There is much more to say and do, Eden Turrell said late today, if the Me Too movement is going to mean anything at all in the future. Kate, joining me now in the studio, this has to be devastating for Andrea Constant. Yeah, when I sat down with her in 2018 exclusively, she said she didn't feel that she alone took down Bill Cosby. She felt like she was part of a collective, Lester. And today, in that statement, she says she and her team say they remain grateful to those who came forward and urge all victims to have their voices heard. Cosby's a lunatic. Um, 
my friend Dave Dyer um, has been in comedy for years. He told the story. I forgot who he was with. It was uh, for this event locally called Laugh Fest. I've told the story before. Dave's been in here telling me the story himself. And Dave uh, and another dude, I forget who it was, were introducing Bill Cosby here in Grand Rapids at the big place where they, you know, he was the headliner. This is years ago, like 10 years ago. And um, they had an idea that he was a little bit crabby. And kind of a pain in the ass when they met him backstage before. And he just seemed very suspect. Did not behave like a normal person. Like, you know, if you ever meet anybody famous, like, uh, at, remember back, if you've ever done a uh, meet and greet with an, with an artist, like a singer, songwriter, or band, occasionally you'll sense that they don't want to be there. And Cosby was like that times 10. Well, Dave has to introduce him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so after they, it was weird in the, in the uh, green room backstage, they go up on the stage and after he's already been rude to him, they introduce Bill Cosby and Cosby comes walking out and it's Cosby in the middle with Dave on one side and I forget whoever on the left side. And he's like, come on with me guys. Come on. And, and they're like, oh, well now he's being nice to us. Boy, this is, this is maybe he's, he's probably just doing this for the crowd, you know, which is true, but they didn't expect this to happen. He actually spoke while people are on their feet clapping. You know, this is before any type of uh, nonsense happened. They're clapping for Bill. Yeah, and he's going, and uh, he goes, boys, you see what's in front of us? Do you see what's in front of us now? And they're like, yeah, 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 Mr. Cosby. And uh, where, where are you going with this? You know, they're thinking, and he goes, you will never, you will never see any applause like this ever in your lives. He actually said that to David Dyer and, uh, and the other dude who I forget in the story. Uh, holy shit. What a horrible, horrible moment that is. My God. Cannot believe that. I wonder if Dave's around. I haven't talked to him in forever. David Dyer! Hello, David. Hey, it's Eric Zane. I'm podcasting. How are you? Good. How are you, Eric? Never better. I was just talking, telling everybody about your interaction with Bill Cosby on stage. <laughs> are you recording right now? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I said that. I tipped you off. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I thought I didn't know if you meant I'm podcasting right now or I'm just I'm I'm podcasting. In yeah. Life. No, no. I'm I'm live, and I just I was talking about Cosby and about how much how weird it was when you introduced. Who were you with when you introduced him? Uh, Tim Cusack. That's it, Tim. Okay. Yep. Who's awesome? One of the sweetest people on the planet. He is. Yep. What well, I I just. Tim, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tim was. Tim was devastated when that happened because uh, I tried to forewarn him. I said, look, it, I've been in comedy for a long time. You talk to anybody about anybody about Cosby, they'll tell you he's an a-hole. But, uh, and, but Tim was still in the Cliff Huxtable mode. And um, so when, when he said that to us, did you tell people what he said to us? I got to the point where um, you were on stage and I forgot the exact line he said about what you were seeing. 
We walked out. We walked out and introduced him. Then we were walking off stage. He was coming on stage. He grabbed us and brought us back out on stage with him. There was no microphone. Obviously, he was getting a standing ovation just for being alive and coming out there. People were going bananas. And he said to Tim and I, he said, you see this? He goes, you two will never be this good. (laughs) 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 Now, in fairness, he's not wrong. You know, I mean, I've never had that kind of a reaction at a show. So he wasn't wrong. He just didn't have to be a dick about it. You know? What was it like? I described he seemed cranky in the green room. You uh, sense oh, you, you sense trouble. He was an asshole. He was, can, I, can I say that on the podcast? You can say whatever you want. He was, yeah, he was an asshole. He was just, he was that guy who has to control the temperature of the room and just, you know, just uh, kind of keeps everybody on edge by just you know, not being very friendly and, yeah, the vibe that he puts out is uh, basically, um, you people are lucky I'm here. And uh, it, it was just uh, it, it, just an overall miserable person. My so. God, that seems exhausting to live life like that. You know, yeah, it does. Uh, it does. But, you know, there's, there's people like that. Now, in contrast to that, the same year of Laugh Fest, Betty White was there. Betty White was there for, during the middle of the week, usually uh, at Laugh Fest, they have this very big event where they raise a ton of money for the organization. And it's kind of, it's a very expensive event to go to, but it's a very nicely done event. <clears throat> and she was there not doing stand-up or anything. They had kind of this, this kind of a scripted interview, but it was, you know, it was kind of a question and answer sort of thing. Now, so to show you the other spectrum of celebrity. Uh-huh. They sold so many tickets for her that they also filled DeVos Hall and videoed it so people could watch it on video in DeVos Hall. Well, when she found out about that with any, without any provocation or anything, Betty White said, hey, if you'd like, before we do the actual event, I'll go over to DeVos Hall and say hello to those people. Oh, and nice. they were like, that'd be fantastic. So here's somebody who's like... I appreciate everything, you know, I have, and I'm more than willing to go a little farther to make sure people are happy and so on and so forth. <laughs> now, Bill Cosby, yeah. the woman who at the time was running Gilda's, this is the organization that's paying you, the one who's going to be signing your check, right? comes into the, to the dressing room to meet him, and uh, somebody says, uh, well, this is, this is the, the CEO of Gilda's, and... Um, and uh, he looks at her and says, do you have any questions for me? Not, hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you paying me tons of money. He says, do you have any questions for me? Oh. And she says, well, Mr. Cosby, I just wanted to let you know how thrilled we are to have you being part of our first year Laugh Fest. We couldn't say how happier we are to have you here. And he goes, that's not a question. Oh. That's his response. Oh, <laughs> God, what an just asshole. A complete dick. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, just a miserable human. So, yeah, uh, I was just breaking down the whole uh, nonsense about him getting released. And people are, like, saying this is a – it was a little technicality. It was much more than that. It was a huge technicality. A humongous technicality. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was told by the prosecutor from uh, Pennsylvania at the time – Whatever you say will not be used against you. I'm giving you a deal. And so that was it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, he was. It was a huge. It was. A, they said you. We we're giving you a deal, 
uh, say whatever you want in the civil trial and we won't hold it against you. He would never have said the things that he said in the civil trial. Uh, and right. so then the, then the, the next prosecutor used it against him. So it is, it's, I cannot believe they did not have the foresight, the, the prosecuting right. attorney to think that that was a bad move, you know? Right. Well, listen, I, my apologies. I got to go in just a minute. But um, but the one thing I'll say is that I've done stand-up for 28 years. And very early on, I mean, people have – not that you know any specific accusations about this kind of thing were mentioned. But, you know, people kind of alluded to the fact that this kind of stuff had gone on and that he maybe had paid people off and, you know, hush money or whatever you want to call it. Um, but the point I'm making is that these stories and rumors about him have been around for years and it, you know, and it came to light when, you know, when Hannibal Burris mentioned it on stage and then people are like, what? And then, you know, these stories started to kind of come to the surface, but st stories about him and that kind of thing. And, and just his, the way he treats people and stuff like that have been around for in, in the comedy world for years. So, yeah. Family anyway. Tavern, Family Tavern, August sixth in Caledonia, Michigan. That's when you'll be uh, in the area next, Dave. So that's fantastic. Yes. Yep. Okay. Hey, thanks for the time. Uh, have a great day. Okay. Thanks you too, Eric. All right. See you soon. Thanks for the impromptu. Okay. See ya. Yep. Bye bye. There, there you go, David Dyer, legend. One of the funniest people I know on this planet. Oh God. You guys will never be this good. And poor Cusack. <laughs> Cusack. Okay. This guy's great. Uh, any of you who may have listened to uh, WLAV when the morning show was uh, not Tony Gates, um, which I don't know why you would listen to it with Tony Gates in the first place. It's, the, the only thing worth listening to on that uh, morning show. Well, actually, you know, it's all worth listening to as long as Tony's not there. Michelle and Travis, yes. Uh, anyway, when Cusack was on with Kevin Matthews, okay, holy shit, was that awesome. His father, Tim, one of my favorite characters in the world. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Where the hell was I? Okay, I'm getting back to this Cosby stuff. Because I'm not yet done with this. Uh, so that's why it happened. Um, Cosby called a Philadelphia radio station. And now I don't, all I have is one clip of him. I wish I had the full, this radio station sucks. Uh, if you have the biggest scoop on the planet, you make this front and center on your website. I cannot find it anywhere. Well, I didn't look that hard, but I did look at the website and, I mean, I would have, beers. Bill Cosby interview. They didn't do shit. They didn't do shit. Uh, and, you know, because I'm guessing they're getting tons of heat about it, and they probably kissed his ass uh, on this thing. Uh, there is a huge uh, racial element to this. Not as, like, uh, on the level of, like, uh, you know, uh, George Floyd or Colin Kaepernick or anything like that, but there is a slice of the African-American population who does feel like justice is served. And let me tell you, for those people that feel like that uh, in the African-American population, you are assholes, okay? Make no mistake. You are fucking assholes over this. This is horrible. Uh, you are enabling a rapist. Listen to this. This is not just 
a black thang. Mm. This is for all. You hear him? He said black thang. So he he is one million percent diving in on the race card, and so is the spokesperson with the comments about. Um, uh, there was some polarizing comment about uh, justice for uh, African Americans. It's like, dude, you raped black women. You fucking asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is not just a black thing. Mm. This is for all the people who have been imprisoned wrongfully, regardless of race, color, or creed. Mm-hmm. Because I, I met them in there. Who is the soulless uh, uh, radio host who is, is brainwashed into believing this or is just biting her tongue because she is concerned about her uh, her job? Because uh, there, there is no person in their right mind who, uh, who, who believes that this man is actually innocent. Uh, Dirk says, if you divide the amount of women in half, he still raped over two dozen women. Jonathan writes, 100%, Eric, a rapist is a rapist. Race has nothing to do with this. You should have the black community and the white community hand in hand, arm in arm, saying no to the rapist. And the fact that this asshole is capitalizing on the culture divide that we have right now to somehow shoehorn his whatever this is into being part of that that whole thing. It, it doesn't add up. My God. Strident Bill Cosby praises himself and thanks the Pennsylvania Supreme Court on overturned rape conviction. Um, Let's see, I thought I had another clip that I wanted to play, and I don't have it. Cosby had nothing to say in front of the cameras just just after he was released. The now freed and much accused actor or someone in his camp just took to social media to speak out. Uh, I have not changed my stance nor my story. That doesn't mean anything. That just means you've held on to the lie. People do that all the time. I have always maintained my innocence. Thank you to all my fans, supporters, and friends who stood by me through this ordeal. Special thanks to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court for upholding the rule of law, says Bill Cosby. Standing with the black power fist over his head. If you're an African-American, you're disgusted by this behavior. My God. Felicia Rashad, who played Cosby's wife on the show, celebrates Bill Cosby's sentence being overturned. She's long. Okay. Cosby's, I was saying it was consensual. Okay. I don't know about you in the audience, but if I have a friend who I find out uh, cheated on his wife with over 60 women, that's probably going to be a deal breaker on the friendship, you know, because I'm guessing Felicia Rashad uh, is friendly with Bill Cosby's wife. So, I mean, if I have a person that I know and I'm friends with him and his wife, and then I find out 
that the guy has been a chronic uh, cheater. Let's just focus on that. I'm probably going to say, hey, so-and-so, you know, I really don't like that you uh, for decades have been cheating on your wife and breaking her heart. Uh, I, I, I can't get behind you in anything further. I'm going to distance myself from you from this date forward. Uh, who the fuck does this? Uh, she has, uh, she's never let up. She says, she writes, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. God. Following her first tweet, which was met with criticism by many, uh, she uh, uh, shared another statement. She said, I fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward. No, you don't. You can't have your cake and eat it too, Ms. Rashad. All you need to do is just say what you think. I would have more respect with you or respect respect for you if you simply said there are 60 women in cahoots trying to railroad Bill Cosby. They are all liars. I would have more respect for you if you just said that. But you cannot split the split this here. And 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 aside with sexual assault survivors and Bill Cosby. It just it just doesn't work. My post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. Personally, I know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My heartfelt wishes for healing. Boy, the boldness on display by people like Felicia Rashad, like Bill Cosby, like the spokesperson. Not only, I mean, let's face it, if this happened. Uh, let's say uh, I was I raped 60 women and I got out of prison on a technicality like this. I would skulk away and just vanish. OK, he comes out of prison and he's black fisting it, double barrel, middle fingers. Uh, it's about time the black man won one. All that shit. That is fucking crazy. Oh, my God. The nerve of this son of a bitch. Fuck. So people murdered her and let her have it. The drugs that Bill gave them. There is an article from back uh, when the when the story about the trial of Cosby on well went on trial for what he did to Andre Constant, and it was right after he was found guilty. Uh, headline reads, Bill Cosby has been found guilty. Here's what happens if you take the pills that he described as, quote, friends to help you relax. And there was some discussion in the trial about did Bill Cosby give women uh, Benadryl or Quaaludes? Now, they'll tell you it was Quaaludes. Because Benadryl, uh, he, uh, he, it was described that he gave three one half tablets of Benadryl. So that is one and a half doses or one and a half tablets. Okay. Now I've, I've taken Benadryl many times. Uh, most recently when I was itching like crazy for that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Poison Ivy. Why did I struggle with poison Ivy? And uh, it, it's, you know, it doesn't make you like, I'm not like loopy. I wasn't like, oh God, oh God. I passed out and Diana sat on my face. It was nothing like that. Okay, so there's no fucking way he gave them Benadryl. I guess we don't know, but I'll just read this to you. This is, again, from back then. 
shortly before Bill Cosby sexually assaulted Andrea Constant. She, by the way, uh, sexually assaulted or rape? Why, why do they say he's never was charged with rape? Uh, sexually assaulted? Did he have sex with her? Did he put something inside a finger or a wiener in a vagina? That, that's rape. Right? Anyway. Shortly before, he gave her three blue pills that he called friends to help you relax. To strengthen Constance's case, Cosby's prosecutors in the trial used information that he'd previously admitted about those pills and their role in a sexual encounter and, and their role in his sexual encounters. Cosby said in the earlier deposition, which is what we've been talking about this whole time, that's the deposition in the civil trial. He said they were Benadryl, but prosecutors in the sexual assault trial suggested there was reason to believe the drugs were something else, according to the Los Angeles Times report a year earlier. In testimony given last year, Cosby acknowledged that decades ago, he got seven prescriptions for sedatives called quaaludes to give to women he wanted to have sex with. Okay. Let me read that again to you. Let me read that to you, and then let's look at all of the other things that have happened. In testimony given last year, Cosby acknowledged, yes, I did this, that decades ago he got seven prescriptions for sedatives called quaaludes to give to women he wanted to have sex with. So with that as a backdrop, he acknowledged it. Why is Felicia Rashad saying vindication, we have justice? Why is he walking the street now? Why is he innocent? Why is he free? not innocent. Why is he free to do whatever he wants as a free man? What the fuck? What, a, what an abortion this is. Whew. After Cosby gave Constant the pills at a suburban Philadelphia home in 2004, she said he, this is rough, he penetrated her with his fingers against her will. She felt so limp, according to her deposition, that she could not push him away or tell him to stop. When Constant called Cosby a year later to ask what the drugs he gave her were, she said he told her he didn't have the name on hand. That's a weird conversation. So hold on a minute here. So Constan admits to calling Cosby and says, hey, uh, what were those drugs you gave me? That is strange. Uh, that I think that's probably needs a little bit more investigation. I mean, I... I mean, who knows? In the in the court case, the question probably was asked in cross-examination. You just call him up and say, hey, remember that time you stuck your fingers in my vagina when I couldn't move? Uh, hey, uh, what, what did you give me again? Did that conversation take place? That's really odd. Her quote was, he said he'd write it down on a piece of paper and mail it to us and, and mail it to me. He said that he could not see right now the bottle that he wanted. Hey, I can't see. My eyes are bad. I can't see the, 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 the drugs I gave you. If anything, 
that kind of lends to his story, the credibility of his story. His claim was, hey, it was consensual. I mean, honestly, if I, if I stick my fingers in a woman against her will, and then she calls me up and after I drug her and says, hey, hey, how you doing, Billy? Hey, not bad. How you doing, Andrea? Hey, man, remember that time you finger banged me? Wait, wait, wait. What, did you, what was that drug you gave me that made me so loosey-goosey? What the fuck? This whole thing. In 2005, uh, when Cosby provided police with some of the medication to show that he kept them on hand, the pills he handed over were pink. Um, according to Montgomery County police officer James Reap, whose name is one letter away from James Rape, who investigated the case, he said on the stand that he, quote, found, it, found that to be odd. Quaaludes, on the hand, are more powerful sedatives that are now illegal. So in my mind, Cosby just said, oh, yeah, just give him Benadryl. It'll kind of throw him off the trail. Um, so that's, that's basically it uh, about the drugs that were given. I mean, he said, oh, yeah, it was just Benadryl. But people are like, oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was, it was something much more than that. Him, I think the idea of him um, admitting to having those prescriptions is just incredible. Admitted he got seven prescriptions for sedatives called quaaludes to give to women that he wanted to have sex with. He, admit, he acknowledged that. Oh. Holy cow. Wow. And here he is free. This is absolutely horrible. All right. And uh, he can't be tried about this. He can't. There can't be an, uh, a follow-up trial. On it. The, the only thing that the prosecutor in Pennsylvania can do then is kind of run it up to the Supreme Court. Uh, Kate says, sounds legit to me with angry face. She's pissed. Unbelievable. What a story. I was shocked to see that. He's getting out? What? All right. Hey, I want to help your business. You're thinking, man, uh, I want to get more information about how the Eric Zane podcast works in, in, uh, in terms of sponsorship. Reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and I will give you a little info packet about who's listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening for, how many are listening or watching. And then, um, you know, I give you options if you're really interested. I tell you how much it costs, which is uh, about a tenth of the cost of radio with just as much reach. That's how it works. If you think you want to know more information, reach out to me, eric at ericsangeshow.com. Just like my pal Throat Slash Dale and Superior Cleaning and Power Washing, 231-740-4098. If around your business or your home you need uh, power washing service done, Kind of a dirty job. Takes a little bit of time. You got to have the right equipment. Dale has all those things for you. Uh, call for a quote. Call or text for a quote. 231. Hang on. Excuse me. 231-740-4098. That's 231-740-4098. For superior cleaning and power washing. 
One of the other elements of his business is cleaning restaurants. If you are, uh, if you work for a business a restaurant or you own a restaurant or you know somebody who does and they're looking for a new cleaning service for when the customers and the employees go home, somebody comes in and cleans the restaurant top to bottom. Superior cleaning, uh, that is the element of their business that does that. They have two things, cleaning restaurants and power washing. All there. Send a uh, text or uh, call Dale at 231-740-4098. The car dealer of choice on the Eric St. Joe podcast, Sarah Honda Granville. S is in Sam, E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. They are on Kennewa Avenue, just by uh, right by 44th Street. Massive dealership, brand new Hondas for sale. Also certified pre-owned and uh, used cars. You know, they got it all there. Brand new all the way down to the budget vehicles, depending on your budget. Whatever you need, you can shop online to SarahHondaGranville.com. The uh, uh, car buying experience has changed for the consumer over the years because dealerships know that the um, person shopping, the customer, or potential customer, is so much more informed these days. They are well aware that if you're looking for a, uh, a whatever Honda vehicle that you're looking for and they have one that is for sale that, uh, that they may be interested in, they could probably find the same car online elsewhere for a cheaper price. So it behooves them to make the price that they have listed the lowest possible because they know full well that with just a few clicks on a keyboard, they can find a cheaper price car. That's why the price you see is the lowest anywhere at Sarah Honda Granville. Okay. When you go in there, mention my name as you should with all the sponsors. Whenever you get a chance to drop my name, because it helps me so much when you inform them that you heard about them on this show. Uh, Say hello to Thad or Cameron. Those are the two folks I talk with most over at Sarah Honda Granville. Say, I heard I heard about you on the Eric St. Joe podcast. So if you're in the market for a car, even if you're just looking, please drop my name when you either visit in person or you shop online. Because when you shop online, you say, oh, my God, I love this 2018 Accord. I need this. Uh, have someone reach out to me. You click the button, and in about 10 seconds, your phone's going to ring. Hey, I heard about you from Eric Zane. Let's talk, uh, let's talk about this car. That's SarahHondaGranville.com. Hang on a second. Bruce, what are you doing? These dogs are looking at me funny. I hope they don't have to poop. Okay. Uh, more to talk about. Some of you, uh, uh, well, I know for sure, Bleeding Heart Brian. Josh writes, Cosby is free, but Brittany is not. Okay. Josh, are you one of these uh, uh, free Brittany dumbasses who think that she should be able to do whatever she wants? And look, I'm not some misogynistic asshole who says we need to imprison people and lock them away or something like that. It has nothing to do with that. What you idiots fail to realize, though, is you have an extremely fragile, mentally unstable, and vulnerable human being with a lot of money, okay, that could want... Okay, Josh writes, no, I'm 100% not. I was just trying to get a rise out of you. (laughs) Well, you did. But there are people like Bleeding Heart Brian who feel she is like, you know, something terrible is happening to her. And, yeah, I mean, I imagine for her she feels it's that way. But there is no way in hell 
she should be in charge of her own affairs because of what I just described to you. That's why this is a thing. Don't think for a second that this is some grand conspiracy by her father and people trying to for no reason whatsoever other than just to be mean and make her a slave for some odd reason that they are getting away with this. You realize there is an entire entire complex legal scenario here where some of the best and brightest minds and the judiciary world are taking a good hard look at this and saying, no, we agree with the conservator. Okay? If I have a family member who is vulnerable, like let's say the NFK, uh, and he uh, he gets even worse in his mental capacity, and he decides he wants to go live on his own. Okay, he cannot take care of himself. I would I would do what Brittany's dad has done, and that is make it so that decision is taken away from him. That's what's happened here. But you thick skulled knuckle dragging morons believe that something more elaborate is going on. Like Kenny here, he's ultimately one of the dumbest people on the planet. He writes this. Uh, Brittany is an adult who wants to have a child with her current BF. Again, you're absolutely uninformed. She has every right to have that birth control device removed. Uh, uh, Stupid. Pay attention. Okay. Uh, Stop uh, writing and listen for once in your life. Okay. The reason why this is in uh, is in place is to keep her safe. Okay. There are unscrupulous people that would love to be able to get at $60 million that she is worth right now, okay? So with that in mind, you don't know who to trust. To keep her safe, the IED, the, the I, I almost said IED, the improvised explosive device, the IUD is in place to keep her from getting pregnant. That's why that is there. There's also the notion that her father is, uh, is imprisoning her and is taking, she, her father has nothing to do with her personal whereabouts and the uh, medical aspect of this. He, he is not affiliated whatsoever with any of that. All the dad has to do with, if you'd fucking read once in a while, is the financial element. That's all the dad has to do with. Are you getting that? Uh, you, you stupid idiots seem to think that he is sitting there on like the Iron Throne, like Queen Cersei, ruling her life he has he's living in a trailer in kentwood louisiana he's the conservator but he had to give permission to run her estate to a fiduciary person who's responsible who's in charge of all the technical shit investing her money so that he keeps making money uh making sure it's safe kept in, in right hands and safe investments and things like that okay the dad has nothing to do with the personal level of this if, you, if you'd read, you'd know that, but you don't do that. You just sit there and make comments on Facebook, So, but whatever. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. The judge has ruled that, uh, no, I'm not lifting the conservatorship. You're still batshit crazy. So, no, to keep you safe, you are uh, gonna, it's going to stay this way in order to keep you safe. And I don't know why so many of you knuckle draggers don't understand this. And you sit there and you've 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 fallen victim to this uh, this 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 story, this narrative that for some reason she's being held down or something like that. Judge denies Britney Spears request to have her father removed. She was look, 
she is going uh, when she made that grand statement. She was talking about two things. She was talking about the uh, conservatorship again that she has watching over her every move and keeping her safe and the medical professionals that take care of her and the conservatorship and the financial level. But the only thing the judge weighed in on was the father's conservatorship, which is financial. That's all the judge has said. That does not mean that the other conservatorship um, will remain intact. That might be lifted, which would allow her to remove the IUD if she chooses. But the conservatorship from the father is still in place, and that's really the only thing she's concerned about. That's what I think, and that's the $60 million. Now, if you're guilty of anything, and the dad is not guilty of anything, um, you have to understand that all these allegations that Brittany made the dad has nothing to do with. And he has come out and said, I want all of the claims that Brittany made to be investigated to see if they're true. Now, if you have something to do with that, which Jamie Spears does not, you would not encourage an investigation to see if Brittany is right. You wouldn't because that would mean you'd look guilty. You wouldn't, you'd be hanging yourself. This is ultimately proof that he has absolutely nothing to do with all this other shit that she talked about where she has to be, what pills she has to take, what dance moves she has to do, the IUD, all these things. He says, all right, yeah, absolutely. Take a look at that. I would love you to do that. Uh, Los Angeles Superior Court judge signed the order Wednesday saying, nope, your dad is in charge. Um, the judge's decision comes after Brittany appeared in court last Wednesday to make the direct appeal to the court. Uh, saying she was being bullied by the conservatorship and specifically by her father, which is horseshit because he has nothing to do with it. He only has to do, he's a conservator of her finances. And he, it's, he, he's, he can't say, hey, wire $30 million into my account because there's a massive fiduciary conglomerate that watches all the money. There's a huge paper trail. He'd be arrested immediately. You idiots. Until recently, both the financial... And personal arms of the conservatorship were controlled by Spears' father, Jamie. But then he was taken off of that. He has nothing to do with the personal arm of it. Uh, the next hearing in the case is scheduled for July 14th. It is possible that Spears will submit a petition for the conservatorship to be terminated. And then perhaps she would be allowed to go as she pleases, uh, tour as she pleases, um, have the IUD removed. But, I mean, just to be clear, the dad isn't even on that. So, just remarkable. So any of you people that sit there and say, oh my God, would you, would you please read something for once as to what's going on here as to why this is? Marcy says, if she's so fragile, how can they force her to continue to work or perform? I, you know, I don't know. Adam is happy. He got tickets to go see the who. Not the W-H-O. The H-U. Bruce, you're making gross noises. Or Daisy, you're making gross noises. Stop it. Uh, I think that band is from Mongolia, China. They're appearing at the machine shop in Flint, Michigan. Daisy, knock it off. There's nothing worse than than the sound of a dog licking its paws. I know you can't hear it. These mics are pretty sensitive to anything only right in front of them. All right. 
One more thing we have to get into today, and I love this story so much. And I'm saving. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to on the Patreon. I have a story that I need to share with you. Um, you're going to love this. Do you remember the story earlier in the week about Gwen Berry, the lady who made the Olympic team? She throws the hammer, which is a cool event. Okay, I'm again. I am so stoked about the Olympics. Not for the great competition. I'm into two things: Gwen Berry because of the drama with the anthem and uh, a transgendered weightlifter. Oh, my God, yes, from New Zealand. She's as strong as the Hulk. Used to be a dude, is like nine foot two, 900 pounds, the strongest person in the world, and is now a chick and is going to take on all the women in the weightlifting championships. I, I might have said powerlifter. In the weightlifting championship for the Olympics. And I'm rooting for all the, I'm rooting for the field. I don't want, it's absolutely unfair, but we might have a great saga here. Because can you imagine if some bitch from Latvia uh, kicks the New, the New Zealand uh, a chick who used to be a dude's ass in the weightlifting and wins a gold medal, and then the transgender asshole is going to be like all bummed out because the chick dethroned her you know she's like the big swinging dick on campus when it comes to i probably shouldn't use that term in the weightlifting world because she's so much stronger than all the other chicks because she's she's half dude so holy shit i'm loving that story but gwen berry is the angry bitch who uh is she i I call her a bitch but i mean whatever I, i i don't have a problem with her having a i don't have a problem with people well she is a bitch okay but i don't have a problem with people having a problem. I don't have a problem with people taking a knee at the anthem. I've, I've changed my stance on that. I'm like, you do whatever you want to do. Uh, there, there is uh, a good and bad with that. Um, okay. But, uh, the, the, uh, the, the other side of that is, um, there's also consequences to it. So her name is a household name. Now, Gwen Berry. I mean, I, everybody knows it. We've talked about it and I, I wouldn't have never have known who she was before this. Um, I'm going to talk about that because there's an update. There's something that's been found from her past that's absolutely spectacular. And I think the thing about Gwen Berry is in the picture. It's one thing to turn from the flag during the anthem. It's another thing to have your hand on your hip with a I don't give a fuck look on your face when you're doing it. And she had this look on her face like I'm going to kick somebody's ass. Holy shit was she pissed. Oh, spectacular spectacularly pissed off woman. So I'm going to talk about that on the Patreon today. But we need to get in to the story about the lady who, excuse me, caused the wreck in the Tour de France. Oh, what an epic moment that was. Horrible, horrible, horrible moment. And typically, when those happen, um, it happens because, you know, a, a mechanical issue or something like that. Like, a, I don't know, maybe a bump in the road or something like that. It, isn't, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with, um, uh, you know, involvement from the fans. But in this case, it did, in case you missed it. And I will show it to you while we're, while we're talking about it here. Um. There's the pileup that happened. And then they kind of look at all of these people that are like, holy shit. You know, one guy broke both arms. 
The bikes are fucked up. And look at these guys. They're just trying to untangle themselves in the pile of people. Now, if you back this up here, uh, right here, she's right here. Yellow jacket. This is the sign that hit this guy, Tony Martin. He's the first to go stumble, tumble, bumble, and then whammo. They just fall. These dudes looking back, uh, uh uh-oh, glad we made it through. Smell you later. Look at this guy. He goes flying. There's Tony Martin. Ass over, uh, ass over tea. What do they say? Ass over teacup? Ass over apple cup? Look at, right here. Boom. Oh, my God. Okay. So that dumb bitch who had stuck the sign out and hit the dude, she ran. There she is. Watch. Doink. Uh, after that, and she was doing that because she wanted to be on TV. Our insatiable ap- appetite to be seen on TV has us destroying the first uh, the first uh, day's race of the Tour de France. Look at how long it took these guys. How many people were affected by this? These guys train like a lifetime for this moment, and one dumb bitch screws it all up. This is this is still as it happened. How long it took? Look at these guys on the side. Their bikes are all busted up. Ugh. Screwed up everything for this uh, for this stage of the Tour de France. One more time. Ah! She drops the sign and goes and goes running up this hill. She's smart enough to realize she has just wrecked the race. And she went. They're like, "Where did she go? Where'd that dumb bitch go?" She was speaking Nazi. She's a German chick. And she goes running away like, Ach du Leiber. And uh, she, the first thing she does, goes to her hotel room, throws her shit in a bag, and takes off. She's gone. She realizes she's screwed. And she flees the country, supposedly. That was the thought. Well, they got her. This dumb bitch has been arrested. Thank God. They got her. Uh, she fled the uh, scene. Many thought she traveled to Germany. As she took off down the road, several videos posted on social media showed a spectator holding a cardboard sign. That was her. She has been arrested. She's accused of involuntarily causing injury and faces a more than $1,700 fine. That sounds way too lenient to me. Firing squad right there. Like they should have like a stage of the Tour de France ending and have like a big platform, her on it. And as they cross the finish line, each guy gets to shoot her. I, I might be harsh. Maybe just with a paintball gun. You can shoot her with a paintball gun repeatedly for like an hour. Whoever was affected by this gets to shoot her with a paintball gun. The tour has said that she they are going to sue her. We are suing her. We are suing this woman who behaves so badly. We are doing this so that the tiny minority of people who do this do not spoil the show for everyone. Absolutely. Throw the book at her. Oh, my God. Crashes on the tour force riders to urge organizers to implement more safety measures. Riders staged a brief protest during the fourth stage on Tuesday. I wonder what that was like. Yeah, I'm guessing you won't have any more problem. Uh, if that happens, uh, they, they need the other spectators to immediately grab who did it and beat the shit out of them right on the side of the road. These guys could have been killed. 
Holy crap. Yeah, it's ass over tea kettle. Not sure what that means. Ah. Let's see here. Kenny writes this. How about an update regarding the hamster story Facebook post? Now, I think I know what you're referring to on that. And I think it's worth bringing up. Because, um, leave it to you sick bastards in my story yesterday about when I had to euthanize my hamster. Leave it to you sick bastards to go out of your way to try to make it even worse. Okay? Where is the Pellerito post? I can't seem to find it. I think it's on Zaniacs United. If one of you have a link, would you please post it in the chat so that I can get it and share it? There it is. Never mind. I found it. All right. Perfect. You don't need to share it. I've got this. This was disgusting. And it's a perfect uh, example of how you people love to see me anguished and in pain. Okay. What you have here on this Facebook post, after I told the story about when I had to euthanize the hamster, asshole Pellerito did the Google Maps view of Timber Creek Apartments where it all went down. Somewhere in this picture, a hamster took a ride in a mire bag. Eric, where is the rodent slayer tree located? Rest in peace, Richie. Michelle wrote, that's the funniest story I've ever heard. Green oozing balls and all. It wasn't, it wasn't his balls. It was some part of his rectum. I wrote, you sick fuck. The dash line is where I walked. The X is where the hamster hit the tree. Fucking shit, fuck shit, fuck. I lived right here in this complex. I got shit-faced right here, went down these steps, Put the ham- uh, first I put the hamster in the bag, walked along this, this uh, uh, family circus dashed line, threw it, got stuck in the tree here, and then this is right where the tree is. Son of a bitch. I hope you're happy. Absolute animals. Tyler says epic epic work by Pellerito. I don't think so. I wonder. You know how like a bag never uh, I, I, never like uh, decomposes or uh, is biodegradable plastic bag. I I wonder if the like if you were to do an archaeological that was more than well hell it was, uh, yeah it was 1990, 1993. so almost thirty years ago. I wonder if you did like an archaeological dig there, could you come up with the bag and actual hamster DNA there? Kenny says you did not see the new developments in that post. Oh, look at this. What an asshole. Now I have, and you can see it for, your, for yourselves. I'll share this. 
fucking Pellerito has taken the actual spot that I put the X in and put uh, a cartoon image of a hamster crying in a Meyer bag. Yeah, you guys think this is funny. You think it's hilarious. It's so great. Yeah, Eric, it's awesome. Dead hamster. You had to kill an animal. There's a tear coming out of the fucking hamster's eye. Wait a minute. Is the hamster giving me the finger? Wait, hold on a second here. Hold on. I think the hamster might actually be giving me the finger. If Let me zoom in here. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think... No, no, he's doing Ringo Star peace sign. That's what he's doing. Assholes. Terrible, terrible day it was. Because of that. Because of you guys. Well, I'm hoping that when I'm away uh, with the NFK, I don't have to uh, relive that with a nightmare. But let me tell you this right now. I am going to keep a uh, notepad and a pen by my bedside. And if I, you know how like when you wake up, you can remember the dream right away. And then as the day wears on, you'll, you'll forget the dream. I doubt I would forget it because I'd never forget the recurring dreams of the, of the hamster death. But when it does happen, I need to take careful notes and pass it along to you, disgusting animals, uh, and you, you have for and because and I know you'll get a good a good kick out of that. All right, uh, we we need to name the asshole of the day because I've been podcasting way too long, and I'm in a shitty mood now after all of that. Let's go over what we've discussed: prescription bra- uh, drama for the NFK. NFK's uh, taking a dump in his pants. Bill Cosby. I had Kyle from Dumpster Divers on, who is an absolute riot. The Britney ruling and all you morons who seem to think she should be set free because you know more than a judge. Yeah, that's another thing. Tell me about uh, what you know. Tell me how it is that uh, so-and-so in whatever town with a stupid Facebook message can somehow be a better decision maker about this than like, you know, a judge. But please, that's like what I said to that dumb bitch, uh, bleeding heart Brian. And I sent him uh, a text. I go, "Uh, yeah, so the dad's still in charge in the conservatorship. Uh, You asshole. I thought you had breaking news that the judge needed and would, would, would rule otherwise. Don't you know everything about this? And he didn't like that at all. Idiots. So there's that. And then the dumb bitch who got arrested for the Tour de France. I had Dave Dyer on talking about his interactions with Cosby. I had the Queen of the Forest on talking about uh, the drama with the prescription. It was a fun-filled show. We'll clock in at about two and a half hours. Holy shit. That's spectacular. It makes me feel good. So all we need to do is finish up this show with the asshole of the day. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, if you got a few extra bucks and you want to support the Eric St. Show podcast, 
Get a T-shirt, ericsaintshow.com. Click on merch. Also makes a great gift. I've got nine different T-shirt designs with different uh, logos and themes. Multiple colors, multiple cuts, multiple sizes, long sleeve, short sleeve, you name it, tank tops, and all sorts of other merchandise there, including coffee mugs and stickers and uh, magnets, all at uh, ericsaintshow.com. Uh, buy some merch. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Julie M., who... Uh, as part of a wedding, purchased cornhole boards from Cornhole America. Thank you very much for that. Makes a great gift for a new couple. Uh, they would love that. Or they will make uh, the outdoor wedding that much more uh, fun and festive to play uh, cornhole at the outdoor wedding with the uh, initials of the uh, newlyweds. Very, very cool. That's exactly what Julie M. did in this case. And I thank you so very much for supporting the sponsors of the Eric Saint Show podcast. Uh, most of my sponsors are moms and pops who, uh, when it comes to sponsoring the show, it's extremely important that you, the audience, responds. Because if you don't, they cannot support me. So that's how this works. So please support them and drop my name. Cornhole America, serving uh, customers all around the United States, but based right here in beautiful Cedar Springs, Michigan. If you're in the market for a set of cornhole boards, custom with any logo design on them, Reach out to Cornhole America online at cornholeamerica.com. These will be the last set of cornhole boards you ever buy. They are made with the best of uh, the best of materials and will last forever. This isn't junk that you buy at the grocery store, Meyer, the department store. They won't break when your fat ass uncle falls on them. He'll sleep on. He'll be sleeping off his blackout drunkenness uh, on your cornhole boards. All right, cornholeamerica.com for more information. And again, you can put any, and I mean anything, onto a set of cornhole boards and the bags. Prince Armin invites you to take the CPL course. If you want to carry your pistol concealed and you are in the West Michigan area, you got to take the course. You can't just go in and get a, a license to carry. You got to take the course. That's Everybody has to. Uh, do it with Prince Armin. The next uh, set of classes comes up in the month of July. I should probably get specific with that. You know, so you can make the arrangements. The class is going to cost you $125. It's going to take uh, two Tuesday evenings of your time. It is at a, a residence in Holland Township, Michigan. Okay. You show up at this place. They got snacks. They got drinks. You watch a video. Uh, there's Q&A. A lawyer will speak. You get range time. You practice with different uh, different pistols. You don't even need to uh, own a pistol, by the way. You can just borrow theirs, rent them. And uh, I, I actually encourage that so that you know what to buy when you when you are ready to conceal it. Because some, I mean, some of you might be like, oh, man, I, I love the 9mm. And then you buy one. You're like, ah, it's too damn big. I don't like it. I think I'm going to go with a 38. Well, then you've already bought the gun. So what you do is you go to uh, uh, Prince Arming, the class, and uh, experiment with different uh, pistols. Oh, man, this 38 Ruger is much better. I like this much better. A little smaller gun. Ladies love the 38s, by the way. The ladies typically have smaller hands. The 38, a hollow point 38, that's going to that's gonna go in like a BB and come out like an apple. Tuesday, July 27th is the next class. So you got 26 days till the class, till the, till, till the bell rings for the class. 
You sit there for four hours, do your stuff, you go home. Following Tuesday, August 3rd, same thing. It's at a guy's place who's got like a petting zoo, too. It's awesome. Nicest outhouse in the entire state of Michigan. That's true. You get down to the second class, he gives you a certificate. It says, you can pass the class. Congratulations. You have to take a test. You'll pass. Take the certificate. First, you give Prince 125 bucks. That's how much the class costs. Take your certificate to the county. Say, I want to get a pistol license. All right. Hold on here. We got to do a background check, dickhead. Let's fingerprint you. Give us, did you take the class? Yes. Steve Prince? Yes. Okay, great. Give them that. They fingerprint you. You give them some money. You go home. They do a background check to make sure you're not a fucking maniac. And then they don't let you know anything. They just send your license to you. That's it. Then you pack in heat. Quiet confidence, knowing that you are not a lamb. You're a sheepdog. So when some crazy fuck decides in the Meyer clothing section he wants to rip out his fucking uh, gun and lay waste, you shoot him right in the fucking chest. Because you've got the know-how. You've got the knowledge. Knowledge is power. PrinceArming.com. Don't be a lamb. Be a sheepdog. Barf. Kind of a soapbox there. All right, one more here. (laughs) Frank, why is it no surprise that you know Steve? (laughs) Frank strikes me as like Yosemite Sam. Like, he, he, he puts the guns, he points them down and shoots, and he, like, gets lift. He's like, it's like a rocket shooting into the air. We're going to be friends for a long time. I, I, I just got to know Frank yesterday. Well, I have known him, but I got to know him for the first time face-to-face yesterday. I can tell after the ass-sniffing that we are friends for life. How about that? That's great that you know Prince. You went to school with him? Holy shit! Oh, he's a giant. He's like uh, Fred Gwynn from the months. Hello, hey, how's it going? He's a war hero, too. All right. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the sponsor of the show. He's been a sponsor forever. Ever like Almost since I began this show, Steve Prince has been on this show. Uh, and then even Krishna, you graduated with Prince too? Well, then you might know Fuss. Chris Fuss. Fuss Chris. That's awesome. You see, that's how this, this audience is. How fantastic is that? Okay, one more sponsor to talk about. That's Mario. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, getting mortgages for people in every state except Maine, South Carolina, Hawaii, and Alaska. Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, either your first mortgage, either it's a refi, maybe it's uh, you got a great credit score, maybe your credit score is in the dumper, he can help you. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's very easy for anybody with a great credit score. You breeze right through the process. You know, that's, that's most of you, of course. Uh, but I don't want you to have any shame. There's no shame in having a shitty credit score. Life sometimes gets in the way. You know, not everybody's great with money. Uh, sometimes you uh, job loss, bankruptcy, divorce, these things happen, man. Okay, and you shouldn't feel bad about that. And if you're like, well, I'm going to be a woman, I have to pay rent for the rest of my life. 
I don't think so. Don't count yourself out. Let, let Mario work his magic, try to get you into a loan. Now, it, again, it's not going to be the greatest loan for some of you people that have shitty credit. But the, the credit is a fluid thing. You can improve it. You know, it isn't like that for life. Okay? Um, so he's going to get you into a loan. You pay on your own home. You don't have to pay a slumlord rent. You improve your credit score. A year and a half, you get a new loan. Mario can take, Mario can take care of that too. Okay? So whatever it is that you may need, reach out to Mario today. If you need any help getting a hold of him, uh, reach out to me and I can help because I've got a direct pipeline to him. And, um, you know, he's uh, the one thing about him is he goes so far into making sure that every customer is happy. And he'd admit this. Um, sometimes it's like, oh, God, er- Eric, thank you for the reminder. I will do this immediately. So uh, you have a personal conduit to Mario with me. Uh, I'll say that in full transparency here. I can help if there's anything that needs uh, to be facilitated because of the effort that he puts forth with every customer. You will fall in love with this guy. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Who is the asshole of the day? Uh, all right. Yeah, Chris does no fuss. Holy fuck. Everybody's friends here, just like that. How cool. Well, wait till you hear what Fuss is selling. And I think a lot of you are going to be able to take advantage of this. You're going to love this. Okay? And if you don't, if he can't help you personally because of your own scenario, I can promise you, you know someone that he can help. I'll be perfectly, uh, perfectly honest with you. Fuss is picky about who he advertises with, and he should be. And he goes, all right, I'm going to give you a run. This is what you got to do to make it happen. Like, we have a specific number of people that need to bang on his door that are in the audience. If you don't, I'm fucked. (laughs) But I'm pretty confident I can make it happen. I'm not trying to hold you hostage. I'm just letting you know that that's the game. That that's a, It's like that with every customer that I have. Every sponsor, if the phone doesn't ring, I'm out. So that's why these signs stay up behind me. Because you as sponsors, are, you, as cust- you as listeners support my sponsors. And that's what I made clear with him. And he knows that. Okay. Ah. <sighs> The asshole of the day, this prestigious award. Yesterday, it was the Tour de France bitch who screwed up the race. She won it twice this week. Who is it going to be today? The asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. And JM Synthetics. Selling Amsoil products at jmsynthetics.com. Can you imagine how much trouble I would be in if the asshole of the day was not Bill Cosby? You know, and it's one thing about him getting released, okay? Uh, Technically, uh, yes, there was a problem with the prosecution. If If Cosby came out and just quietly skulked away Frankly, the prosecutor who didn't have the foresight to see that this was a problem and used Bill Cosby's own words against him 
and that ended up uh, causing the overturning of the conviction. That prosecutor should have been asshole of the day. But it's the way Bill Cosby emerges uh, emerges from prison with the black hand raise, saying this is uh, this is uh, finally the black guy wins one. Fuck the black guys want to fucking kick your ass. You raped the black women, you piece of shit, fucking asshole. Fuck you. You and your spokesperson. You guys are the worst. And, uh, I, I, you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen to this guy in the future. Hopefully somebody takes him out. Absolutely horrible. The asshole of the day is Bill Cosby. Congratulations. With an honorable mention going to the uh, uh, Pennsylvania attorney general who prosecuted Bill Cosby. That's it. I think we set a record for length today on the show. I have the Patreon bonus podcast starting in 19 minutes. So where this one ends, that one will pick up. If you don't know, there's no ads on it because it is, it's completely funded by the audience with their dollars that they earn every day. Thank you so much for that. And we will continue. I'm going to talk about Gwen Berry and uh, all of that. What else do I have? I had a uh, unbelievably, uh, well, a ridiculous moment with Madison on Facebook yesterday as she's uh, shared with us all her new hobby. And I was too lazy to put on a shirt. And everybody made fun of my gigantic fat belly and my fat rolls. And that was very hurtful. And I didn't like that. I'll talk about that. And whatever else we get into on the Patreon bonus podcast. Found at patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. But that's it. Uh, A note. I'm not free podcasting. I'm not Patreon podcasting tomorrow. And I also found out yesterday that I'm not free podcasting or patreon podcasting monday now i didn't plan on that but the queen of the forest said i'm not coming home on sunday i'm not driving home on the fourth of july and i'm like what yes we're coming home monday it's a long weekend we're gonna celebrate america you don't drive home on the fourth the fourth is when you see the fireworks sunday is when you sleep up when you sleep in then we drive home. Okay, Monday is when we sleep in and then drive home Monday. So I it's her, she's the boss. I said, oh yeah, of course. No problem. I'll be back Tuesday with a fresh show. Kenny says, I'm still amazed that you went two and a half hours today with no pee break. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't even feel like I have to pee. I drank two cups of coffee beforehand. Remarkable. On one kidney. One kidney. Fucking legendary. Okay, till next time. Have a good one, folks. Happy 4th of July. Happy birthday to the NFK. Happy birthday, America. It's a great country. And that's it. All right. Have a good one. Fuck Bill Cosby. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.